Welcome back, Dungeoneers. It's Sunday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to play Dungeons & Dragons. We're here at the table with... I'm David Schultz, playing Dromar the Goblin Rogue. I am David Wong, and I play Nines, the Tabaxi Bard. I'm Nicole Bates, and I play Thorian Sul, Changeling Druid. I'm Greg, I play Ulsad Ralph, the Frabog Fighter. And I'm Alexis Bates, your trusty Dungeon Mistress. A fair warning to all of our viewers today, there are several very bad storms rolling through where David Schultz is playing. So if at any time that he drops, we are going to take a minute to uh, make some technical adjustments, including a couple of adjustments I have to make uh, to the battle map as we're trying to fix things for the broadcast in case that did happen. So uh, now that that's out of the way and everyone is ready in case you suddenly turn into a black screen and our broadcast looks all bad. Why don't you take it away with our ad sponsor, Reed Schultz? So uh, our first sponsor today is, once again, Calling All Knights. Draw your sword, your bow, or your garden hoe, because it's almost time for battle. Calling All Knights is a two-to-five player trick-taking card game for the whole family. Featuring over 60 unique knight characters and creatures, Calling All Knights is simple to learn and fun to master. Coming to Kickstarter this Wednesday, March 31st. Stay up to date on Facebook.com slash Games. I know, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, the game looks hilarious. I'm very if you guys haven't checked out the stuff on their Facebook and Twitter accounts, they're hilarious. Yeah, they recently posted the Lumberjack Night. It was pretty funny. I yep. liked it. Yeah, and they showed off the card backs and everything. It's It looks really good. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Uh, and I'm talking about our second sponsor, who is a continuing sponsor of ours, Geekified from Vinton, Iowa. Geekified is a tabletop gaming store that suits all of your tabletop gaming needs. So if you're thinking about uh, picking up some magic cards or maybe the new Candlekeep Mysteries book, which looks amazing. If you haven't seen, this is the alternate cover for Candlekeep Mysteries. I just checked moments ago. They still have three copies of that left on their online store. Last week they had, I think, seven? 10, 10 to it, seven. 10 to seven. So they are moving. They're getting out uh, of stock. Go check it out. It's a really amazing book. If you use our URL geekified.us forward slash discount forward slash dice and dungeons, that's going to get you a discount of 5% off your first purchase and it helps support the channel. So if you're thinking about getting yourself some cool new gaming supplies, buying gift for a friend, or, you know, just kind of bored and want to pick something up, use that link and it will help us out. Thank you very much. And thank you, Geekified, as always, for the support. We really appreciate it. That's it for the sponsors this week. Isn't it? Yeah. Thank you, sponsors. Thank, thank you. you. We appreciate the support. There's also another um, Dungeons & Dragons 5e book that's up on pre-order with an alt cover. I can't think of the name right now. Yeah. Is it like Ravenloft or something like that? Yeah, might be. Yeah. Um, and that is up for pre-order. I saw that on their site. I can't think of the name right now. Um, we are very professional. We are we professional. constantly keep track <laughs> well, of every product that's released. Wizards of the Coast. Um, yeah, I think that concludes everything we need to talk about. I'm going to make a couple of adjustments to our screen um, when we get back. So I'm going to play the opening credits here. And forgive us when there is a little bit of a technical adjustment when we return.
In our last session, the party arrived in the rainy and predominantly nocturnal city of Nordfeld in the country of Glindring. They had been brought there on business for the Company of Blades, a well-respected mercenary group that they're a part of. After getting their bearings in the city for a bit, they met with the contact who hired them, Reginald Tybulk, at his estate just outside of town. He informed the group that he hired them to recover a stolen piece of fervent tech, a broad descriptor for amazing technology that can no longer be made, because no one knows how. And this particular piece was critical to the operation of Reginald's farm. The group began digging into the mystery of the stolen device, leaving the estate and heading back into the city to see what rocks they could turn over. But as a storm set in, they were accosted on a bridge and are now about to fight with their attackers. And that's where we pick up, with the party approaching the city of Nordfeld and trapped on a bridge between two groups. A thieves' guild enforcers. There's no thieves' guild! <laughs> but uh, I believe precisely where we left off was uh, Dromar having uh, drawn his weapons and charging straight at the uh, person who was talking to us. That is correct. So... I need everyone to roll initiative, and we're gonna see how this turns out. Well, I rolled that die again, and it was not a natural 20 this time. So you'll natural 21. <laughs> <laughs> it was, in fact, an 11, so I have a 16 initiative. Yeah, I rolled an 11 too. Way to cover for yourself. Uh, my initiative is 12. Ulsa? Uh, 15. And nines. I have a mighty five. Oh. Wow. So I'm just going to chill out on the bridge while Nines is busy cleaning himself right now. Just dangle a paw over the edge. A dragonfly distracted him. I saw a fish under there. I'm just <laughs> swiping at it. He accidentally ate some chocolate uh, when in the feast we had, and so now he's just a little sick to his stomach. Uh -huh. Coughing up hairballs right now. <laughs> or as I call them, projectiles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Do they do acid damage? We've, we've been into this, what, no, four or five minutes a and no one's made damage. a bad bridge pun yet? Not yet. I'm actually mm. kind of surprised. I mean, go ahead, Greg. Well, we've already got over that. I feel like a pun like that would be a bridge too far. Now that I've got everyone That was mine. We used it. Now I'm all gone. <laughs> the first character. It's the... Oh, God, there was another one. We're and... surrounded. And that bandit is going to take a roll at Ulseth. initiative. And misses wide. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> what was he attacking with? You can't see right now. Oh. It's very dark, very rainy. Yeah, you just hear the whiz of a bolt go by your head. You have no idea what it came from. Just whoosh, goes right by. And Dromar, that brings up you next. And Ulseth, I'm going you're to... after Dromar. Continue running at the uh, the guy who was taunting us, and I'm going to try to attack him with my two short swords. Who is taunting us? What does us? this guy look like, by the way, now that I'm running up to him? The guy who was taunting you is the uh, character with the white board in the bottom, number one. Okay. As you get close, and you really can't see too many details of his face until you get like right up next to it, um, sort of a rough, scarred up face. So he's a dwarf and doesn't have much of a beard. It's sort of patchy and 
looks all mangled. Whoever this person is, clearly having kind of a rough least week, you can imagine. <laughs> Things are rough in the Thieves Guild. He must be friends with mines. <laughs> hey, I resemble that remark. Yes, you do. Take this, friend of nines. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do non-lethal damage because uh, it would be good to question these guys later. Um, so I'm gonna take my two short swords and try to just um, kind of bring them forward together and just uh, take the flats of each one and smack them across the sides of each of each side of his head. So first attack will be. Oh, that is a natural 20. No, it's not. <laughs> it is totally a natural 20. You know, um, the chat is going to be all over you now. No one is going to believe this. Look, I I didn't make this die. It's not the my Thieves fault Guild that it's made the die. always rolls 20. Yes, uh-huh. the Thieves Guild made the die. It was a present to their grandmaster. Well, we can find who <laughs> did make the die. They could be our sponsor. Yes. I love this. Uh, I'll have well, to, it's... Uh, I mean, go ahead and roll for crit, because you and your broken-ass die. But no sneak attack. Um, So that just doubles the die, right? So Mm -hmm. instead of 1d6, I roll 2d6? That's correct. Cool. Uh, Well, the die roll, those die rolls aren't great, so that's only going to be 9 damage from my first attack. It's still pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. You only rolled a 20 on a d6. Yeah, only <laughs> 20 on a D6. Uh, and then my second attack is going to be a total of uh, 21. That hits. Okay, so this one will be uh, another three damage. All right. And I'm just going to, like I said, I'm just going to whack him on each side of his head and say, take that! <laughs> so a couple of sharp cracks across his face, smack, smack. And, he, you know, this guy is uh, looking irritated and angry and a little disoriented at this point. It's holding his head together like, oh, man. He's got a splitting headache right now. Well, is there anything so else that you... So his head is split open? Yeah, you said non-lethal. No. Good job. <laughs> his head is not split open at the moment. Is there anything else you want to do no. with your turn? I think you um, have a little movement left. I I think I'm good. I'll just I'll just stay there. Okay. Then Ulseth, you are up next. Uh, of course. You who are attacking us every time. Not every time. Well, it could be every time, but if I didn't, you'd be very disappointed. Uh-huh. Right? And then you and you <laughs> would become me and do it anyway. Uh-huh. So you who are attacking us We just wish to pass over this bridge and go be on our way. We mean you no harm. Your leader, your taunter, apparently now has a split head. So you may surrender now and we shall pass in peace. And in which direction are you saying all this? Toward the invisible person who's right in front of me. He's not invisible. You just can't make out what he's like shot at you with. Yes, Might well. as well be invisible to Ulseth. Invisible to us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead and Will make Seth's a persuasion roll. Even... I always do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not actually even looking at anybody. He's just uh, like s- saying monologues out into the void. Hoping Twelve. Listens. Mm-hmm. Twelve. <laughs> um, you are able to reach him. 
but he just kind of goes, whatever. You couldn't reach him on an emotional level. That is most Does unfortunate. He, in the he night doesn't seem to be really phased like this. He's yeah, that's he's usually just kind of standing there still. Often you can't see the expression changes on his face. No movement. Am I one away yet? Um, yes, moving up to him. Has he told Ulseth to talk to the hand? That is most unfortunate. And then I raise Katirilar, my main hand, and aim at his arm. All right. That would be a 24. That'll hit. Mm -hmm. And that does um, nine damage. As you like a crit from a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wish to surrender now? Doesn't seem to react. Well, then I raise Alashalar, my offhand. Um, that would be a 22. That also hits. By the way, are you also attempting non-lethal damage, or are you doing lethal damage? I am attacking his arm. <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> we noticed that. <laughs> Losing an arm doesn't necessarily kill anyone. We've had that established. Yeah, yeah but it takes a lot of work to keep them alive. <laughs> it's a difference between... Nine lethal, nine lethal damage, and that does uh, uh, eight. Eight, okay. Then, as you swing with your offhand, uh, trying to do, you know, more stunning damage, basically, mm -hmm. and less slashing damage, you basically take the sort of uh, softly rounded but still very hard end of your offhand and smash it into him like a punch. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, you connect and you feel the crunching of bone underneath your blow and you've clearly broken this person's jaw and they just sort of like crumple to the ground holding their face mm -hmm. uh, and doesn't look like they're going to get back up. They're but, done. but they're not dead. <laughs> but they're out. But they are out. <laughs> He's sleeping. Shh. <laughs> sleeping. Okay. Next up, if you wouldn't mind moving, number two over there. Where am I moving, number two? Number two is going to step back behind number one. And then get a piggyback ride. Uh, No. Well, number one uh, begins muttering some words that none of you understand. Uh, it's just in a different language and one that none of you know. Well, and is casting some sort of spell. And it seems to do a little bit of healing towards... Um, Number one on the white base there. And this uh, white ambient glow surrounds number one for a moment. And he kind of gets back up and looks much more rejuvenated. Still got some bruising, but looking okay. Hey, that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> the enemies aren't allowed to heal. Yeah, come on. That's a crime. Uh, then number three over there steps back. Uh, also behind number one. Uh, uh, about ten feet further behind. Yeah, right what there. What the heck is going on here? And 
This time, uh, again, in the same language, but not the one that you can comprehend, that uh, channels this white beam down from clearly up in the sky, and it pierces him and then channels it out towards his two compatriots. You don't see any other visible effect, but now they all have this sort of weird fuzz around them, this white sort of haze. Mm, and so they're, they're turning into Debaxi? <laughs> they're not uh, yes. turning into Debaxi. Okay. And now we are back to number... Oh, not back, but we are on number one's turn. And number one just uh, looks at you, Dromar, and goes, Tried to warn you. Didn't listen, did you? And Thieves go cool. And takes a swing at you. That is a dirty 20. I'm assuming that hits. That will hit, yes. Oh no, Dromar. All right. Dromar's very squishy. He's probably <laughs> about to die. Oh, that's fine. I'm it's only fine. like half dead. So Ow! you are up next. <laughs> you have the bitch. <laughs> oh, but it's not your turn yet. Oh. Yep. Yeah, come on, but Soria. This, this guy then um, moves around to uh, Dromar's top side there. So put him on the, the north side of Dromar. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of standing behind him. And that will conclude his turn. Soria, you're up. Nines, you're after Soria. That move kind of messed me up a little on my plan, but I'll move to the top of the stairs here. Um, I know what Sawyer's going to do. I well, think. I was thinking of trying to fairy fire them, but his last little move there messed that up to hit all three. Oh, um, can you not hit all three now? Yeah, he moved out of range of it. So I could hit the two spellcasters. Alternatively... Given that Dromar is alone out there and squishy, I am going to try something else, and I am going to cast... Um, I'm going to reach out towards the uh, leader, and in Sylvan, well, in my druidic sort of Sylvan, I'll say, hey, let's just be friends. <laughs> and I'll cast Charm Person. <laughs> All right. Yeah, come on, uh, bud. Wisdom save. What's the save that uh, is Cain Wisdom. And I believe if they're in combat, they have advantage on this save. Okay. Uh, he he does make the save. <sighs> I'm so sorry, he looks even the odds. Oh, yeah. this sounds like a really nice plan. If only I didn't have to kill you. He understood my druidic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, Anything else, Soria? I'll move back to spaces. <laughs> Sorry, Jermon. <laughs> Why are you running away? Come on! <laughs> because five hit points is a lot more to me than it is to you. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's, you're even squishier than I am. <laughs> All right, uh, nines, you are up. Uh, I'm going to take two steps forward. 
uh, towards uh, the white, uh, white guy base. attacking Dromar. Mm-hmm. And I am going to cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter on him. <laughs> what does that do? <laughs> um, if he will perceive everything as hilariously funny and fall in fits of laughter, and I'm going to tell him to imagine Dromar in a diaper. <laughs> what a terrible thing to do. <laughs> Isn't that usually Excuse how me. you're dressed? <laughs> Mr. Bad Guy, imagine a uh, goblin in front of you in diaper. Don't imagine that. Don't listen to him. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> All right. What's the, uh, I believe that's a wisdom save. What's the save yep. to make? It's uh, 14. Okay. I'm very fearsome in a diaper. Don't listen to him. <laughs> He apparently fails because the moment that you conclude your description, he just kind of looks at you funny and then looks over at Dromar and then and now he's like, you can like lay him on the ground for now. He is prone yes. and he's just quite literally rolling on the ground laughing. Just back and forth, holding his stomach. He, he can't contain himself. Stop it, Nines! <laughs> no, I can't I'm stop happy. imagining it. No. <laughs> um, and uh, right. I'm going to use my bonus action and uh, help Dromar. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> really? So now you're inspired. That was That's a extra D6. Yes. Perfect. Thank you. And you have that for the next 10 minutes. Awesome. So you feel a little embarrassed about being imagined in a diaper, but you're kind of like inspired it's by like it. It's like I as have well. mixed feelings about knives <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's right. You're, you're inspired very free to hate me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is okay for me to wear a diaper. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely okay for me to wear a diaper. <laughs> I mean, we, we are definitely appealing one. to that under seven crowd right now. <laughs> the part you were offended. The part you were offended by Fair was enough. that people would think it was funny. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. One guy finds it very funny. <laughs> uh, that brings up the last bandit, who's this little guy over here. If you wouldn't mind moving him towards Ulseth. There's actually nothing more dangerous than a rogue in a diaper because they never have to take a break. He's going to take a swing with what seems to be kind of a long sword. And that's a 13. Don't think that breaks. No, very no, it doesn't. Okay. As he takes a swing, you easily just move out of the way and it hits the ground beneath you. That brings us back to the top with Dromar. Ah, well... So the the one guy's prone. What does that mean in terms of combat? Uh, you have instant criticals, basically, because okay. he's prone and unable to defend himself under these effects. I think it's just advantage. Is it just advantage? Yeah, uh, if they're oh, unconscious, yeah, right. it's yeah. an instant crit. It's unconscious. Thank you. Oh, so you okay. have advantage on all of your hits. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. You can get two twenties. I could get two twenties. And then if I I'm trying to remember exactly how sneak attack. So if I have advantage, then I get sneak attack, correct? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm just going to because drummer has no idea how long this spell is going to last. 
Mines didn't mention it. So I'm just going <laughs> to attack the, the guy that's, that's laughing at me because uh, I hate being laughed at. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Stop laughing at me! <laughs> and I'm just going to, like, take my swords and uh, kind of just start swatting at him on the ground. <laughs> just, like, taking the broad side of your sword and smacking him with it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, I'm glad I had advantage on that one, because um, one of those was a one, but the other one is uh, 25. That definitely hits. Um, so I will do 13 damage with my first attack. All right. Are you using your other attack? Um, if that one doesn't take him out, then I will use my other attack. No, he is still, as far as you can tell, he's still going because he's still laughing. Okay, then yeah. Uh, he does He does get a saving throw every time he takes damage. And he failed that. Okay, so I'll just say, stop laughing! And I'll keep, I'll keep <laughs> swatting at him. <laughs> um, and that's going to be, that's not great. Um... That's 15. That but also hits. Yeah. Cool. And this one is going to be... Oh, uh, only rolled a one on the die for damage. I'm going to go ahead and use Fury of the Small, so I'll deal, uh, <laughs> so I'll deal extra angry. damage. <laughs> with this guy. It's like, stop laughing and stop being taller than me, stupid guy. <laughs> is he taller than you even when he's on the ground? He's at the water. Probably not. No. <laughs> He wasn't that much taller than you. <laughs> it doesn't I'm take much. I'm just very furious. Uh, I'm, I'm very furious, so I'm going to deal that extra damage. So two more damage to him. So three altogether? Is that what it was? Uh, no, just two for that for Oh, that just attack. two. Because, okay. I, yeah, I rolled a one on the die plus one more. Yeah, all right. Uh, you smack him over the head, and with one good crack, he just... Eyes closed. He's unconscious. Aha! Take that! <laughs> and then I will uh, immediately just turn towards the uh, the other two, uh, the the two spellcasters that are nearby. But I can't around. do anything else. You could move. You can move towards them if you feel like it. I could move. Um, nah, I'll just stay where I am. Okay. All right. Ulseth, you are up. Um, turn me toward the attacker, please. And I uh, raise my main hand with your alarm and attempt to do non-lethal but significant damage to uh, the, the <laughs> I'm person. Glad that we who, clarified <laughs> who attacked and missed. Yeah, I like I like Laster and Greg's like. You can chop off somebody's arm and it'd be non-lethal. Like, I can just see the person like bleeding out, and he's like, "I only chopped off your arm. Come on, it's not that bad." That's right. Yeah, the last time we cut off just, someone's arm, which is merely a flesh wound, just only a scratch. Last time we cut someone's arm off, I spent like three hours bandaging them up. It's only an eleven, but then and they're our friend now. Friend, so, yeah. <laughs> that, that does hit, actually. It does. Yeah, they're pretty crappy. Pretty sad. Um, <laughs> ten. It does ten non-lethal, but uh, significant damage. Is he still standing? As you bring the, I'm guessing sort of like a 
broadside shot, yes. like Dromar's been doing mm-hmm. with your sword. You crash it across their face, and you feel your sword kind of waver as it would hitting the hard side of anything with its broad edge. And Hard-headed. It, this guy's, like, taking a blow and is down that knee on the ground for a second, but looks up at you, so he's still going. So then I bring my offhand, Alashalar, down non-lethally against the side of his neck. <laughs> Blade first, non-lethally into his neck. <laughs> No. Um, I can picture Old Seth just doing his normal attacks, but just saying, like, this is non-lethal. <laughs> <laughs> 18. 18. 18 definitely hits. And that does uh, uh, six additional damage. All right. Using your offhand, of course. <laughs> a bit like a blackjack. I don't know if people know what a blackjack is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So using your offhand, a bit like a blackjack, you just bring your fist down with the guard and right on his neck and he's out playing just all sprawled out kind of spread eagle almost on the ground now that concludes the amount of attacks but you still have movement is there anywhere you want to move um turn me around and move me uh you know my full movement toward uh jomar (laughs) oh no he fell off the bridge Okay. All right. I have your backs. Now for uh, also did just hold off an entire side of the bridge on his own. <laughs> now for number two over there. This big dude. <laughs> number two is is going to turn and make a run for it, seeing that they're pretty outgunned right now. And their leaders down, their leaders down They They don't want to stick around. So this guy bolts off into the trees, a uh, full movement to 60 feet. That's as they come off the map and the other one, not wanting to be left out here all on his own, <laughs> does the same, just bolts off after his friend kind of in this time, in a language that you understand, definitely cursing and swearing up a storm. It seems like at his buddy who ran off. Question? Yeah. I have, if I have a spell that's 90 foot range and I move my 30 feet, will I still be able to hit them before they escape? Um, theoretically, yeah, I think you would be able to. Because okay. they've moved in this single round 60 feet away from you, and it's a 90-foot range. And I think even without them, yeah, you should be able to if you move your 30 feet. Okay. I just wanted to ask before we, like, ended combat or anything. Well, that's why I haven't ended combat yet. Okay. Yeah, and I've got a that, hand crossbow, so uh, I could theoretically And because the leader is down, and they both ran off, it's actually your turn now, Soria. Oh, great. All right. Well, I'll get as close as I can with my 30 feet of movement and <clears throat> put my hand down onto the ground and whisper in my druidic to the plants below the earth and attempt to cast Entangle on them. The 90 foot oh, nice. range with a 20 foot area. It's a 15 strength save. Okay. 
or they are restrained. Let's see if they make that. They're spellcasters, and they're famous for being strong, so. Yeah. So you see your, off in the distance, it, they're a good ways away, uh, right at the edge of the range of your spell, basically. Yet you watch as they've run off into what's a wheat field, actually part of Reginald's farm. And as they're going through the wheat field, the stalks of grass start to wrap around them and claw at them and grab them. And one of them pulls free and darts off even faster, right, <laughs> using every ounce of strength that he's got to make it out there. Right, but another, the other one, the one that was lagging behind a bit, is grabbed and pinned to the ground now by the wheat stalks that have come to life under your spell. <sighs> Anything else you want to do? No, it's like all my spell slots. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then, as you do this, you all hear a voice off in the distance about, um, about 60 feet from you. And it's this sort of intimidating, booming voice, but not like deep. It's just threatening and loud. I thought I might have to step in for these idiots. And as you gaze turns over to focus on this new sound, you see a woman standing there with clearly sort of sorceress, wizard sort of uh, vestments. And she's casting um, this firing, swirling death spiral looking spell at you guys. So, and nines, it is your turn. Uh, so where I can see this Yeah, where is she located? Let me get out the token here. Meanwhile, while she's doing that, just want to thank our sponsors again. Appreciate both uh, Calling All Nights and Geekified for helping us out today. And let's see what's going on on the battle map there. Right on the edge there. <laughs> She is right on the edge of visibility. Yeah, for this particular terrain. Is there anything you want to do? <laughs> uh, I mean, I had insults prepped for all the people attacking us, not this uh, death swarm person. Just come up with an off-the-cuff insult. <laughs> not how insults work. You need to let it marinate. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Just say you a sock or something. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really all you'd ever do anyway. You suck! <laughs> are you, See, that wasn't so hard. <laughs> are you just saying that, or are you using vicious mockery? I, or like, I'm what? going to viciously mock her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was very vicious, Nines. <laughs> well, it's a mockery. Yeah, very mockering. And vicious. <laughs> uh, All right. You you shut that out and go ahead and roll for damage. That is going to be two damage. Ah, extremely vicious. You see just a little bit of like a, a wince in her face. And it seems like you phased her. 
And that brings us to... Dromar. And right as you are about to take your move, it seems like this cast is finishing, when all of a sudden, a long, like, six-foot blade pierces through this person's chest. Six foot. Unexpected! <laughs> yeah. It's about a six-foot blade. Oh, no. Oh, no! Hey, oh, no. I didn't know Vicious Mockery could do that. You used divine intervention. Call down your deity. As um, I'm sorry, is six she, foot do I see blade. anyone stab her? Was that non-lethal? This six foot blade is, <laughs> a, is definitely not non-lethal. This about six foot blade is just like completely gorged through her. Almost the entire length of her body is now out from the end of this. And she just looks stunned. As she just got Sephiroth. Pretty much. Yeah. And do I see someone behind her? And then you see the body go, like, careening off the end. That lands about 15, 20 feet forward. And Did she drop any good loot? <laughs> we we like still get loot. XP for that, right? <laughs> and I did damage! We, we contributed to the battle. And behind her is Commander Soloth, oh, holding shit. this massive blade that you guys have never seen before. And he's standing on his right leg. His left leg is still raised in this kind of high kick position. And he's you start to piece together. He catapulted her off the end of his blade <laughs> by kicking her off. The steam and whirring from his left leg starts to slow and uh, little bursts are going off, venting some pressure, it looks like. and. He just looks at you and goes, is everyone all right? We were yeah, doing non-lethal damage, fine. Commander. <laughs> I told her she sucked. <laughs> I never knew you were in a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> As you... Commander Zolos, we had not ever seen that sword before. <laughs> Buddy, really? You guys always have to do this? Always. Um, my, <laughs> At least for consistent. My uh, entangle spell only lasts for like a minute, so we might want to subdue that other guy. I'll since it's apparently my turn. Battle uh, has I'll, now ended, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll um, yeah I'll run over and uh, tie up the entangled person. Just whispering. There's not like, a whole lot. Of about about for being taller than you. <laughs> he just he just kind of goes along with it. De uh, so you guys are okay. Soloth is now putting the blade back behind him, and it actually is sort of shrinking with little mechanical, like, ting, 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 and he slots it back into a sheath behind him. Ooh, it's a steampunk sword. I need to give me I one of those machines. I thought you had hate a giant sword like that because of how big it is. No, I'm fine with it. Oh, okay. It's good. <laughs> I will go and... It will just make you look smaller. ...tend to Dromar's wounds... That's all right, as long as I can... wounds of any of the bandits or Thieves Guild, whoever these guys are, you know. There's not a whole lot of tending to do to most of the wounds for the people who are still living. Yeah. I mean, you guys gave most of them a pretty bad headache when okay. you knocked them out. Well, I will tend to Dromar's wounds. Okay. Thank you, Saria. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and heal two hit points from 
your ability to just sort of do a little mending on the spot. You're I'm a little... about a 10 out of 13 now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very weird scale you use. Yes. You know, it just, it, feel, it felt right to say, you know? <laughs> so I... Uh, we'll set moves move up to the end of the bridge. While we're out of combat now. I know, I want to say something. Oh, okay. The battle plan's <laughs> not on. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's gonna take out his soapbox and get up on it and start <laughs> making it. says, shouts out, you, who were speaking that unknown language, Graz, They're all unconscious, Olset. <laughs> not this one. The, the, so the entangled one, the one is, is not, not, and and that that person was speaking an unknown language. You who were speaking that unknown language, Rats Dun Balim. No one seems to react to that. Uh, Dromar, you're currently tying up the only one who's conscious at the moment, and mm -hmm. there's no reaction from this. You you've heard Olseth ask this. Well, really yeah, state this phrase times. a few times now. So you don't notice any reaction when Old no. Seth utters this phrase. And as usual, Old Seth is don't very... Don't worry about him. He's just kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's disappointing. We never asked him about that. Old Seth lets out a very long sigh and is one more, once more disappointed that no one understands the phrase that his teacher had left him. No one understands me either, Old Seth. Maybe the meaning is actually in your heart. I Maybe Rotsdun so. Balin is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the tied up person back over to the bridge. All right. Olseth yeah. is beginning to question his continued participation <laughs> in this. <laughs> but just I mean, what else are you gonna do? Just wander thought. around saying that over and over again? <laughs> I think yes is the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Olseth just walks into a random town and yells, Grats Dun Balin! And nobody responds and, and he just Balin. walks away. I'm going to do... This is a very important thing for me. <laughs> I'd like to look over the equipment of the captured bandits, especially the two spellcasters we captured, mm -hmm. and see if there's anything that sort of stands out to me from my arcane training. Especially the dead one, because she doesn't need anything on her body anymore. Uh, when you're rummaging through the bodies, there doesn't seem to be any sort of um, arcane or divine items here. Nothing that's charged. Is there a Thieves Guild membership card? Yeah, like there, there are no Thieves Guild membership cards. Is there any spare change? There is spare change. Je, as you kind of pat all of them down, um, go through their clothes for loose change, you find... They're only mostly done. <laughs> you that's find right. 16 silver. I found 16 silver. Oh, that divides equally. Four apiece. <laughs> Sometimes the DM doesn't want to waste a whole lot of time on math. Thank you, DM. <clears throat> um, are there any, do they have any weapons or armor that any of us could use that's better than what we have? No. Um, okay. Anything that they're wearing is, you can tell pretty quickly. There's nothing outstanding about any of this stuff. It's all pretty uh, normal, just leather armor for most of them couple have some like sort of okay silk that they're wearing but it's pretty beat up and 
the most valuable thing on them was the silver and maybe a couple spell components. Do they like a few copper? Do they have any identifying things other than their thieves guild IDs? <laughs> they do not have thieves guild IDs. <laughs> well, no, they burn them because there's no thieves guild. <laughs> Then why do they have there those IDs? Why? Okay. And why did they I'm burn plop them? Down the one that was the one that's still conscious. I'm gonna plop that person down on on the bridge, and I'm gonna say, "Who are you? And why are you attacking us?" They're not currently attacking. This is um. Why did were. you attack us? This is a fairly young looking. Why did looking, you attack us? This is a fairly looking, uh, fairly young looking uh, drow. And he's got sort of stern, hard-worn features. So, but these kind of brilliant gold eyes that are now reflecting in the couple of torchlights that are lit on the bridge. And he just looks at you a little like, really, you're gonna you're gonna ask me this? And says, you know, we get hired to do all sorts of things. I don't think that you're very special. What do you I want mean, from me? You're wrong. We're very special. <laughs> but uh, but who hired you? I don't know who hired any of us. We're, we just work for that one. And he points over at the, the first guy that you uh, took out. Uh, the, oh, short, the dwarf. Oh. I'll question him then. Uh, I'm going to go try to wake up the dwarf. Can I... Can I rouse him just Splash by him like some river water. slapping him around, maybe splashing him <laughs> with some water? Um, maybe yeah, putting sure. some fish under his nose. <laughs> yeah. You try a couple of things, and uh, after a moment or two, he <laughs> as he was sewing fish under his nose, I'm starting to pull out my spelling salts from my herbalism. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fish always works. <laughs> um, Especially the ones hey, that have been on the sink. Why do you smell like fish? Wake up! Wake up! Who do you want? What? Why were you attacking us? We got paid to. Duh. What? Who hired you? Who paid you to attack us? Well, I don't know. The usual folk. Some mysterious dude who looks way better than everyone else. It's always the kind of clientele we get. I didn't hire you to attack us. <laughs> no, he's that cool looking guy. Yeah, who looks way better than everyone else. I, yeah, I heard what he said. <laughs> you look like you in diaper. Shut up. <laughs> Boy, Even in a diaper, I look better than you, Nines. <laughs> That's I true. Diaper, though. <laughs> he's just so. kind of looking back at you two bickering. <laughs> it appears to me as though this member of the proletariat had been hired and abused by a member of the bourgeoisie. We don't know that he's proletariat. I feel like, yeah, he's just being abused by the capitalist system. I mean, I'm pro whatever the hell gets me out of here. That's why I am. What? Tell, what did the person who hired you look like, specifically? Um, I don't know. He'd, like, buff looking. He's this real big, tall dude. Cropped hair. Um, How tall? About Wilsa's height? No, point point to Wilsa. Yeah, not quite that tall, but a little shorter. Maybe like three, four inches shorter than him. 
What did his feet look like? <laughs> Tell us about his feet in great detail. Or, or the shoes. Did he have no. sort of square shoes? I'm not going to shame anybody for what they like in life. What they like in life is perfectly fine. No one should ever be shamed for that. But I don't go around looking at people's feet, all right? It's not my thing. Look, not I... interested in people's feet. But that's fine. I don't care what you're interested in. What Did he have square-toed shoes? Uh... I don't really remember. See, uh, mm. I, I don't spend much time paying attention to like who's wearing what stuff and everything. It's Maybe you should. In case someone asks questions about it. <laughs> how much? The did less you... I know, the better for my clients, typically. So I try not to take in too much of who they are. How much did you get what, paid? Uh... Well, we got paid, you know, four gold beforehand, six gold when the job was done. I guess uh, we ain't getting that six gold. Yeah, gold. that's right. Yeah. You're not getting that six but gold. Maybe we could. Oi. Oi I'll I mean, make, maybe. I'll make all of you do, because you seem to be better folk than, well, most of the people uh, who get, uh, we get hard to handle. I still got the full gold on me. And, and I got a note from uh, who done hard us. You can have both if you just let me and my boys go. We need one more thing at least. Where were you supposed to meet him to collect the gold? Oh, he didn't want to meet me anymore. Yeah, he said that he would pay that. Oh. Well, that one is laying over there and the, the whole bunches of blood coming out of the chest. Hmm. That one. So she has gold on her is what you're telling me. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Well, <clears throat> where did you meet the first time? We met at this uh, tavern in town. Um, what was the name? Well, uh, it kind of seems to glaze over a little bit, thinking of where. Uh, oh, yeah, it was the saddest pony tavern. That's what it was. That sounds awful. Oh, it's a great <laughs> little place. Why would why would you name your tavern that? Technically. I feel, uh, since, you know, I, I don't want to upset Miss Grange, it is the saddest pony tavern notary and chapel. <laughs> and That's so, very weird. To be clear, clear, was that saddest as in S-A-D-D-E-S-T or saddest as in S-A-D-I-S-T? The <laughs> former. Uh, two more questions. What was your name? My name? Well, my name is uh, Franklin Shortbeard III. My um, family's never had much in the way of the facial hair. And what was her name, I say, pointing to uh, the lady who got Sephiroth? <laughs> well, we always just called her Maggie. Yeah, I honestly Which... didn't know her very well. She was hired sort of adjacent to my crew. See, she, the funny thing is, she actually got the bill of uh, taking you guys out first. And then she came looking for us. Huh. Subcontractors. Now, there was uh, there was one of your party members who got away, one of the spellcasters. Not this one. And I'll point to the one that's tied up. The other one. Where would they go and would they report back about us still being alive? Or would they just go hide? 
It's not very good reputation building if you report back uh, when you don't uh, manage to succeed on the job. Usually you just want to disappear after that, so pretty sure he's not going to say anything. But, um, you know, look, if you all swear to me that you'll let us go, I'll help you find him. Uh, I don't think you'd do a whole lot of good to ask him because, well, none of my boys know more than I do. If we can locate them, what if Maggie asks him? So over at Maggie. <laughs> I don't think she's going to do a whole lot. Shame Gloria is very good at disguising herself. I'll need to wash off those clothes, though. Yeah, um, maybe sew up the holes in the back. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do not do that, bud. <laughs> um, okay. It's weird. Supposing if Maggie were to come back as some sort of animated corpse or something, uh-huh. um, I'm pretty sure... Like a Weekend at Bernie's type thing. <laughs> it was a guy I knew a while back. We had a good weekend at his place. <laughs> there was Sounds like a horrible weekend to me. <laughs> Sounds terrible. A bunch of corpses, like, dangling around. <laughs> anyway, I suppose if the reanimated corpse of Maggie, you know, came and asking him questions, yeah, he might, uh, you know, mess his britches a bit, since she's dead and all. That'd be pretty weird. But he'd probably answer some questions. Don't know what questions you'd want to ask him at that point. Well, does well, he know we, she's we dead? Oh, who am I supposed to know? He done run off. Oh, I meant the. I'm, I didn't mean that guy. I meant you're the person who hired. Oh, yeah. see, that's different. Uh, oh, yeah, probably. Okay. They probably. Alright, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I'll disguise myself as Maggie. Frank in here will help us find the person who hired them. And we'll take his four gold and his letter. Yep. And that sounds good. I do have one more question, though. Yeah, yeah go ahead. If I may. Yeah. Uh, what do you know about this supposed thieves guild around town? Thieves guild? Yeah. What thieves We've guild? We've been hearing... Yeah, exactly. That's Thank what you. a member of the thieves guild would say. Exactly that. I think it's code for there is thieves guild. What branch no, of the there's... thieves guild do you work for? Larceny? Grand theft carriage? Pilfering. Oi, uh, don't know your name, the greeny one, but. Dromar! Uh, Dromar. They always been like this? Yes. Yes, yes, they have. Um, yeah, there's no Thieves Guild. I know that. You obviously know that. Uh, but. Why does everyone keep... think there's a Thieves Guild? There was a press I don't release. know. <laughs> there was apparently some sort of article written about it a few years ago. And there's a whole thing. All these rich people seem to think there's a Thieves Guild. And we all know there's no Thieves Guild. If it was in the paper, Thank it me. must be true. The media no, would never lie. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I don't uh, particularly know. What uh, you can be told? If there's a thieves guild, that's news to me. I'm going. So you, well, you haven't t- heard of it then? No, I haven't heard of any thieves guild. While you're talking, I'm going to start switching Maggie's clothes and getting them for myself to wash them, and I'm going to just, you know, wrap her in like an extra one in my extra cloak or something. All right, we can just throw her in the river. At this point, no. you, uh, 
<laughs> Do you think that if uh, if Soria does this thing with Maggie, that not only you could come with us, but that you could convince the rest of your group to come with us also? Are you going to try to fool this guy into thinking that uh, you're dead? I come out from uh, behind the bridge wearing Maggie's clothes, looking like Maggie. Yes, we are. <laughs> what do I sound like? I mean, you're able to. I heard her. You heard her casting. Talk. Yeah, you heard Your voice her. isn't a perfect right. okay. imitation of it. I forgot you I can, heard her. You you can get her voice reasonably well. <clears throat> Only someone who knew her really really well would be able to understand the difference. Okay. <clears throat> yes, we shall. Oh no, that's a bit freaky, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's a whole weekend of Bernie's thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Don't move like that. <laughs> she moved like that. We don't know. That's uh, true. She, she did move like that. Let me tell you. Um, all right. Also, it goes back to uh, the two other unconscious and uh, binds them so that they don't get away when they come to. Okay. Yeah, if you can, if you can convince each of them to uh, be in on this plan with us, we'll promise that we let all of you go afterwards. No harm, no foul. I and do not get four gold. Yes. And we get the note and the four gold. Yeah. Actually, could we have the note now? Yeah, I'd like to see the note. Oh uh, yeah. Do you mind telling me it's a kind of tucked away inside here in the diaper? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll reach around where he's pointing and, and grab. Classic trauma, right. reach around. Uh, it, it's kind of tucked into this, like, uh, back yeah, pocket. <laughs> get out of here. It's kind of tucked into this back pocket, and then you, you pull out a note. And this note is written in like a very... This is almost like a calligraphy style of writing. It's very... Very much a fancyish script, and there's you notice that the script doesn't quite match the paper because the paper is pretty low grade. It's like crumpled up. It's got some stains on it. But the note says there is a group from the Company of Blades that is investigating the theft at the Tibble place. You will recognize them by the obnoxious goblin and the tabaxi wearing <laughs> torn clothing. They may have a furball with them. <laughs> And then, hyphen, he is a serious threat. You're a serious threat. Also, I'm not mentioned. No, I think you're talking about to me. <laughs> no, I am always serious. Well, I, I mean, I do a lot of damage, too, generally. I don't, I don't you know are. why Ulseth is singled out as a serious threat. I mean, because he, I am serious and you are not. Well, that's definitely you're true. Yes. You're, you're a triple threat. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Soria. <laughs> so that's that is what the note says. So, Jolar, I do not wish to contradict you, but you had said we will take the two of them with us, but there are actually three. Did I say two? I thought I just said all of them. No. Well, I was paying very four, close attention to what you the, say, as I always do. The fleeing caster. This is very serious. The main guy <laughs> and uh, the, two. the two others that you had subdued. And, and this guy. 
Yeah, yeah we'll there's take four all together. All, together. all of the people that are here that are alive, <laughs> we will take. However yes. many that might or might not be. <laughs> well, I don't think... Being ambiguous about a number is always a very safe thing Siloth to do. Siloth looks at them and looks at you all and goes, are you sure this is what you want to do? You really want to just... It will take us right to the guy who probably stole the artifact. Yeah. I can't argue with you there. Also, well, could you do something about the body? I wrapped it up, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, maybe bury mm. it or eat it or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm just giving him options. <laughs> you have to wait 24 hours before you eat a corpse. <laughs> Thank you Why? for the choices, Jomar, <laughs> but I am not a cannibal of any sort. Is that one of those cat facts? Uh, <laughs> does anyone have so a shovel? Just yeah. looks at you like, nah. <laughs> Why? Why did I hire you all? Because we are always we asked, unique skills. And we are we always asked for done. by name. He who is name is very much a fan. He's, he looks at you all and goes, I'll take the body back up to Reginald's place. I'm sure that... Uh, we can keep this quiet with your plan. We don't want people discovering that Maggie has been killed. Thanks That's for the uh, help, by the way, Soloth. Yes, thank you. But next time, try and do non-lethal damage. <laughs> it's a pill mine lethally. Yeah, right. we try to question our uh, foes after we knock them out non-lethally and sometimes disarm them, quite literally. <laughs> sometimes. I'll keep that in mind. And he picks up the limp body of Maggie and goes walking back up towards the estate, which is about a quarter mile down the road. As he Sorry. turns to move away from you, he does say, um, check in at the company house. The steward should have some information about taverns and other seedy establishments in town that you might find helpful since apparently we're going in that direction. Thank you. <clears throat> yes, we are going to uh, seed. <laughs> Soria, you have, I assume Soria has the weapon as well, not just the clothes. Yeah, it just took all of her equipment. Yeah, the she only had like one staff and it didn't seem to be particularly magical in any way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems to just be a focus. She had a staff and she never yelled, you shall not pass. What kind of person is she? I have a staff. On a bridge of all places, too. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I have a staff and I've never said that before. Well, now's your time. <laughs> right now? Yeah. Okay. You shall not pass. I just walk right by. <laughs> Very low effort. I don't blame that. <laughs> All right, then. So we are going then to the seedy places. I think we're going to the. Uh, well, first, we got to wake all these people up, both of these people, and let them in on the plan. And then we're going to the company house and then we're going mm. to the seedy places. Yeah, oh, me, yes. Yeah, we must guarantee me, their cooperation. Let me borrow your wake yeah. up fish. Oh, here you go. <laughs> uh, I'll wake them up. The other two are roused and uh, although they have a you know, pretty strong headache, they seem to be mostly OK. After conversing with each other for a moment, they all seem to be in agreement that they'll They'll go along with the plan. 
If only because they don't really have a better option at this point. And because yeah, not I, dying is Maggie always told them they dying. have to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So they seem ready to go. Um, are you keeping them bound as you head back in town? Are you uh, unbinding think, them? Like, what's your plan going back into town? I think we can unbind them now that uh, we have an accord. Yeah. Do they seem trustworthy now that they're... They've been subdued. I mean, they did just try to kill insight you, so check. insight really... check guidance. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I take their. I make sure I have all of their weapons. I think that that's I fair. They don't fight with you on that. Eleven insight check. Thirty twenty. Fifteen insight check. So the three of you are all just glaring at them, and Ulseth much more rashly uh, just takes their tw- weapons and gets a twenty on an insight check. And Olseth has a really good sense because they were just like, yeah, sure, here, and handed the weapons over to you. You have a pretty good sense that they're just going along with this plan because uh, you all pretty easily bested them. Also, all the unconscious experience. ones, except for, you know, does except for the leader doesn't know that I'm not Maggie. <laughs> yeah, they don't really have an idea that you're not, but their leader did explain that that's not Maggie. Yeah, but it kind of is. He didn't really understand what was going on. He said something about a Bernie, and it, it, it wasn't very. He sounded about as confused as they looked when he was explaining. Such confusion, such confusion is common after a head injury. Yes, yeah. indeed. You know, um, I'm fine with taking their weapons now. We should probably give them back before we execute the final part of the plan, because it would seem weird. I heard execute. If, uh, Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <Or> execute. Yeah. <laughs> execute. <laughs> so we go back to the guild house. Yes. All right. Company house. Company house. Yeah, you head back to the company we, house. We go to the thieves guild house. Does that work? <laughs> no. Just saying that. <laughs> Just saying that. The fast travel point. Yeah, oh. can we just look on the map and fast travel to the Thieves Guild house? Yeah. It's uh it's a it's in a crypt with a secret button right in the middle and a red carpet <laughs> leading to it at the edge of And town. the secret button <laughs> says this is not the Thieves Guild. <laughs> There's not another entrance in the sewers over there. Also don't press this button. <laughs> this isn't yeah, a button. But you can only get to the door and then it's like you must download the extra content to actually get into uh-huh. the Thieves Guild. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have the Thieves Guild DLC I think it's one of the we'll have to make a loading screen to put up for everybody that said But that's just a fake button. Over to the side is another button that says only thieves may push this button. Yeah. It's an honor system. Then they ask you for your membership <laughs> yeah. card. But they let you go in once to try the place out and see if you like it. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't need a that's membership card. Well, because <laughs> everybody burns their membership card. <laughs> I assume they ate it. <laughs> Just so no one can get it after the, they eat it. At the, the company <laughs> house. Is that where you guys decide you finally want to be? <laughs> company house. Yeah, we're as going you, to the company house. As you walk back into Com- the company house, so a different steward no greets you. Buttons. It seems like they have shifted now that it's uh, fairly late in the day. Yeah, you'd guess it's getting near towards uh, midnight after combat and trying to resolve this. You're all soaking wet. Because while you're out there, I mean, it was just like pouring rain in the middle of all this, and it did let. Nice is not amused. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're looking pretty raggedy right now. 
How uh, how water resistant are our company cloaks? Not really very resistant. Um, mm. I mean, yours has a towel in it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> that. I'm like, so if they're water resistant, I can just use the side to dry myself off. I but otherwise, were, my cloak was... weighs like a billion pounds. <laughs> I thought we said wolf. It is oh, a good I thing there are no stairs because your cloak now weighs a billion so, pounds. Don't we have wolf, wolf fur lining? You, yeah, we have wolf you do. fur linings as well. Did so. you just layer that on top of your towel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, um, the, the tailor actually, that you went to, Dammy, is uh, more talented and thoughtful than that. She <laughs> removed the towel lining, put in the wolfskin uh, lining. So it's partially water. The cloak is just cloak. It's just, you know, well, mm-hmm. rough spun cloak. Not anything really fancy with a little dye. So on its own, it's not very water resistant. But because you have the wolfskin in there, it does repel some water. Because on the back side of this cloak, there's leather lining it. Mm-hmm. But the hood isn't lined with all of that. But didn't we get the heads, the wolf heads, as the hood now? <laughs> Wasn't that part <laughs> of the Did plan? we do that? I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, remember I mean, us ever doing that. Oh, we totally talked yeah, about that. We're we the were lone wolf pack. It was that uh, we were having the, the wolf heads as the hoods. Um, I'll, you know what? I'll give it to you. Sure. So those are now looking very sad at the moment because it's all this fur that's like. Does the the company house have a? They must have run into this before. Do they have like a magical drying room or something where we can put our clothes? It's called the fireplace. Or like, yeah, I was about to say, or just by the fire. Yeah, it's the fireplace. That would that would uh, be like a magical. Drying thing. Yeah. Each, it's yeah. fire. Explain, explain how fire works. Each room has a... No. <laughs> each private room has a little fireplace. Not as big as the main hall, but large enough to heat the room. And, you're, you know, they keep putting some logs in there so mm-hmm. the fire can be going when you want it to. And they have nice hooks that can swing out and be oh. drying hooks for everybody. So they have that. And you can start drying off. But the steward, who has changed since you were last here, um, she looks at you all and looks at the bandits, who are clearly not part of the company. They don't have a cloak. Hi, it's me, Saria. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, she's not lying. Yes, we are extremely trustworthy. Hmm. Yeah. She picks up this little monocle and holds it. I don't see any enchantment. And I'll have to take your word for it as you're, well, wearing mostly a company cloak. I rolled a nat 20 persuasion check. (laughs) Did you put the cloak on at all? I don't think so. Okay. Well, since they're wearing the cloaks, then. And since you rolled well on your persuasion, she seems to go with you all on this. Um, How may I help you all? Uh, we were told by Commander Soloth uh, that you could tell us about some of the seedier establishments in this town. Hmm. We're looking to uh, meet up with the person who hired this group to try to kill us. But don't she, worry, we're there are prisoners now. She looks up and down at <laughs> all of them. Yes, I believe the seedier establishments would be the most appropriate place to send you all. Well... 
Oyster Mason. Oyster Mason. said that it was. They met at the saddest pony notary in chapel. But that's not where they were going to meet back. The person who knew about that is dead. I'm the ghost. Of Christmas past. Yeah. And present. And Passover present. <laughs> you guys are really helping Stuart <laughs> figure everything out right now. So do we want to go to the saddest pony? Well, and that is saddest as in not happy. That's correct. Not sadist. <laughs> it's not the sadist pony. <laughs> the pony likes to torture. So, so when we go there, we're going to vandalize this sign, too. <laughs> and just see little Seth going, like, to some place that's, like, the saddest something. He's like, oh, this is not what I expected. <laughs> this is the other thing. <laughs> and now he just always asks that now. <laughs> One cannot be too careful when there is confusion among words. <laughs> yes, the the saddest pony tavern, notary and chapel, I believe. And the the four bands are just kind of nodding, like yes, yeah, that's it. Um, you will find that on the east side of town. Now, I think on is that De Quincy Street. Ah, yes, Quincy Street. I I think you may also want to examine if you're simply looking for seedier places. Um, oh, what is the name of that dreadful little place? Festival Chorus, I believe? Yes, it's a neighborhood eatery uh, on the north side of the city as well. Yeah. And it, uh, I believe that is a place where many fences gather. Of stolen goods seem to go through there. And of course, if you're looking for the less scrupulous individuals, you may wish to check out the Blackwell Bar, which is where you'll find more of the uh, well-to-do scoundrels. Oh, wonderful. Also, by the way, speaking of scoundrels, have you heard of the Thieves' Guild? <laughs> I have indeed heard of the Thieves' Guild. I believe they ran an expose on it. Uh, one or two years ago. Why do you ask? What? Well, um, we we keep hearing about this thieves guild, and uh, no one seems to know a whole lot about it except that they're apparently very nefarious and everywhere. Um, but uh, I I was just wanting to know more information about it. Lamar well, wants to know about about this thing that supposedly doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, shut yes. up, sorry. Um, can you Maggie. tell us anything about it? Or otherwise, we were going to head to the library at some point and look up that article. I'm, I'm not really sure that I have much valuable information to share. I don't usually spend my time reading tawdry newspaper articles. However... Um, I believe you shall find the articles of your interest at the library, as you have already determined that destination. Now, I'd yeah. recommend that you look there. They do keep a copy of the local newspaper. Um, oh, wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Stuart. Yeah, so Is which of the... I'll turn back. Anything I can oh. help you with as far as accommodations? Are these old gentlemen staying with us? I don't think so. I think we'll probably be 
I mean, if we were yeah. if we were the murderers for hire, we would probably want to get our money as quick as possible after. Yeah, <laughs> as of as of now, no. Uh, but we'll let you know if that changes. Thank you. Is the buffet open? <laughs> there is always food available to company members. I just walked right in there. Just ate. <laughs> You guys did just eat in game time, yeah. like all we've two done hours today ago. is have two meals <laughs> and, and builds <laughs> up appetite. Yeah. We had we had breakfast and we went to the Tibulk Estate and had another breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just did a little investigating and fought these dudes and now we're back here. It's been, we've only been awake for like an hour and a half. Then one breakfast, then second breakfast. <laughs> eleven Z. We need uh, uh, we need to establish it's a little food. before midnight. Nines, let us, uh, let us go quickly to yeah. the buffet. They, they I do not this. know what Jomar's problem is. <laughs> While they're having some buffet, they had said that um, the they were supposed Maggie was going to meet with the person that hired them not at the saddest pony but at one, a different place yes okay so I'm thinking maybe this Blackwell bar is the place to go yeah that sounds good to me it's a, at, at least it's a good place to start yeah if someone's able to throw around 10 that gold as good just as to this murder future. us like well at least murder you three I wasn't mentioned in the note um, but you know, I'm probably, sure they would have left you alone. Yeah, they're probably going to prefer going to a nicer place. And I agree. Illicit activities. Yep, sounds good to me. Does that uh, does that sound good to you? I'll turn to the the three bandits. I mean, we're your captives, so wherever you take us. Yeah, yeah, so let's get permission from our prisoners. That's a great I idea. Permission? I mean, does that make sense? Like, does that logic is? Does the what was the name of the cult? The what Blackwell was it? Bar. No, no disrespect to Jomar. However, there are four bandits with us, not three. You, you, you are not very keep... good at numbers, Jomar. No. <laughs> Jomar has problems counting. It's okay. <laughs> I'll teach you when we get back. Great. So you Great. are two people are bad and wonderful. <laughs> you, you are bandits. I am sure that Jomar meant no offense by leaving one of you out. Right. Yes. And then I have another. Yeah, before we go, should we divide up some good berries again? I used all my spell slots, so there's no good berries. Bad. Bad berries. <laughs> What, what, what is that? Uh, I have mushrooms. <laughs> What's Maggie's disposition like generally? Is she mean? Is she nice? You're asking this of the bandits? Yeah. Don't really know her very well. Um, she seems mostly uh, full of herself. Full of herself. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, just pretend to be me and nines combined. <laughs> that would make us a ten. <laughs> Nines plus one. That would make us like at least at least a nineteen. I mean, <laughs> you're pretty short. Uh, yeah, you're, you're not tall enough for that. Right. So, so your number is based on your height. Yeah, I assume. For you, yes. Also, it's probably a thirteen or fourteen. Shall we go this to is... Shall we go to the Blackwell <laughs> <Yeah>, Bar? <sure. laughs> you you guys are leading in yeah. the... Okay, stuff whatever food you want in your pocket. <laughs> We're going to the Blackwell Bar. Yes. Thank you for that, Jomar. We are executing. <laughs> and 
And when we get there, the three of you are dead. So, you know, hide. <laughs> I have a disguise kit. <laughs> As do I. I will stay respectfully out of sight. Elsa's <laughs> like, yeah, just gonna put a wig on. This man just puts a mustache on. And, yeah. Oh, you look like a Himalayan now. Yes, <laughs> we should probably not bring our cloaks with us. Too. Nine, Nine spends an hour just reversing the colors of his stripes. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll leave our cloaks by the fires in our rooms so that they can dry out while we. Ex- do our excursion execution to the Blackwell Bar. And why don't the... So, are we going to pretend to be mercenaries or something? What's I, this? I thought I thought maybe if there's like a window with an alley, you guys could stay just outside and sort of keep watch in, if there's trouble. Are and you trying to turn me into an alley cat? Yes. <laughs> I was. I, is this more... Are we, are we trying to take this guy out or is this just a fact-finding sort of thing? We are attempting I to think... get six gold and find out if this person knows anything about the theft. The gold seems fairly secondary to me. Like, if we get it, sure. But I feel like figuring out why somebody's trying to kill us is probably more important. Gee, Jomar, I am most surprised that you put gold second. Actually, you should find out if they will keep trying to kill us and just increase the gold amount. And I just think we should infinite gold. (laughs) (laughs) We should probably not start a fight in one of the thieves guild hangouts. So there's no thieves guild. Sorry, I Uh don't know how many times I have to tell you this. There's no thieves guild. Well, regardless, it's a seedy bar. We probably don't want to just start a fight in it, right? And if there is a thieves guild, I'm the grandmaster, so it's fine (laughs) if we start a fight. If I understand correctly, Zoria is attempting to make a deception, pretending to be Maggie and collect information and potentially some gold as only as a secondary I'm not sort of thing. To be Maggie, I am Maggie. Yes, Zoria is Maggie. I'm a method yeah. actor. And I laugh and at all of your jokes. And capture this person too. So anyway, and we will stay and be a backup in case something were to go awry. Yeah, I think position yourselves out of sight, but where you can easily intervene okay well why don't we disguise ourselves as seedier mercenaries than the regular mercenaries we are uh-huh. and then we'll go and we'll hide and we'll provide backup and potentially capture this person if needed sound we'll, good we'll wing it got it execute execute execute, execute. <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna i guess at least nines and i need to roll disguise checks you can probably disguise also as well probably yeah yeah, I think you could uh-huh. take your time to disguise him. As you're walking to the Blackwell, uh, one of the bandits that you had managed to capture, the spellcaster, who's the drow, says, usually the, um, they would ask us to bring something along to prove that uh, whoever we were had to kill is actually dead. Oh. Um, mm. could I... Like some, tra- some traditions are meant to be broken. All right, we have... T- you won't we be have very two- convincing if you don't bring anything along that proves our... We have our two day. options here. Either I borrow your little dagger. Mm. Or... so small. Or we but cut yeah. off Nines' tail. Wait, what did this <laughs> Like, a piece of somebody? Or, like, one of their items? Or... 
usually What's not very advisable to bring body parts along with you. It, it, some sort of... I agree! <laughs> some sort of recognizable charm. <laughs> Your weapons you, are very recognizable. He looks at this you. is where Dromar says, yes. but all of me is a recognizable charm. Red. No. Correct? Not at all. Dromar did not say that. <laughs> Dromar would say that. I would that. recommend taking something from one of the others, then. All right. Who wants to give me something that's super recognizable? I will let you borrow Alash Alar. Great. That, since you are the extreme threat, that will be most impressive. Not extreme, simply serious. Serious threat. Serious, yes. <laughs> All right. Do you need one from each of us or just one for the group? I think if we show that the Furbolg is dead, that will be enough. Usually just one should suffice. I, oh, excellent. I want to get out of here as much as you want to solve whatever it is you're trying to understand. So I'm just trying to be helpful. All right. Thank now, you. When we arrive at the Blackwell Bar, let's sort of scout it out, see what it looks like. The Blackwell Would Bar. Would you like me to? Uh, you guys really don't need to do any sort of subterfuge. There's, This is nightfall now, and it's Basically, for the citizens of the city, this is midday. The streets are now bustling with people. The lanterns are lit. And just like you saw at the Tiboka State, these lanterns have this sort of fuzzy, floating globes of light that look like fireflies that are illuminating you know, the streets quite brightly. They're all up and down. Now, people are moving about very quickly, talking loudly. The city has come to life like you would expect any large metropolis at this point. The rain, although it hasn't really slowed, is significantly lighter in the town as you're shielded by the giant trees that cover most of the city. So occasionally there are some large droplets that have collected, but not quite the driving rain that you experienced when out in the fields. The bar itself, as you approach it, sticks out kind of like a sore thumb. It's wedged between now two other buildings, and this is actually one of the taller structures in the city at three stories tall, and it's steep pitched roof, adding a fourth angled story on top of it. It has large uh, golden looking pillars. You think it's a gold fleck paint that to sit on either side of its door frame and its name is emblazoned, the Blackwell Bar, above the entrance. It's illuminated by little fluttering lights, and all of the windows have this sort of darkly tinted green glass to them. The building itself is also painted, unlike the rest, which have this sort of um, half-timber look to it, where it's wood, plaster, covering things, mostly dark. This has all been painted this very uh, stark black. And this is sticking out like a sore thumb from everything else around it. This is not hard to find. And there are um, two people at the door that look uh, sort of like what we would call bouncers. They are dressed in very fine attire. They are very built. They're just these massive drow was standing outside, looking very stern, and the entrance itself has a little awning over it. So when they said well-to-do scoundrels, they meant really well-to-do scoundrels. This is clearly very fancy. 
This is clearly very fancy. <laughs> Why don't why don't the three of you? Those two those two drows seem to be a serious threat. Why don't the three of Not you find a place you to monitor and prepare, and I will go with the bandits to the entrance. Before you enter, Maggie. Yes. You had said that you would send a signal if there were trouble. Perhaps we should decide on what that signal is. I was thinking screeching for help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems reasonable. That, that would be clear. <laughs> okay. Um, can we uh, can we find some windows to hide by? Maybe how many how many exterior windows are there to this place? It's wedged. Most of the buildings are like they share a wall, so there's mm. hardly any buildings that have. Uh, windows on the sides. Only the end of city blocks would have windows on the side. You can see there's probably about a dozen windows that cover the front side of this building at various points. That green tint makes it pretty hard to see inside. You can see shadows that, you know, move across it as they block light, but you can't really see who's inside or what they're doing. What, what's across the street from the Blackwell Bar? Like if I most of the places here are just sort of townhouse kind of structures. They all seem to be mostly private residents. There's a couple of businesses, uh, just fairly generic looking. Yeah, what's things. directly across from the entrance? There's a, there's a house there. Does it have a stoop? Most of the buildings here have like a little front step, but just like mm -hmm. one, maybe two. Maybe you can I'll just... tell you guys what. Go ahead, sorry. I was saying you could try coming in as patrons disguised a little bit after I've gone in. Yeah, I think, well, here's what I was thinking. Uh, I have my old just black cloak uh, in my pack, and I could disguise myself. I'm reasonably good at that. Not as good as... Just you. show them your Thieves Guild card. And yeah, do anyway, um, <laughs> I'm gonna... I was thinking... Maybe I could go in first just to by myself and kind of just, you know, oh. do the strider thing and just kind of hide in the dark corner. And, uh, you know, then you could come in later and, and I could watch and maybe Nines and Ulseth, since they both stand out a little bit more, could uh, could wait outside and, you know, keep an ear out. Chat something. with the bodyguards about being entertainment. Here. Performers. What's that? Chat, chat with the guards outside about like how. Hey, what's it take to get like a a gig here as the performer? Yeah, just yeah. go to back and just knock on door. They'll <laughs> let you in if you say you musician. Is that what really? you do? That is That's a how good... I got all my gigs. <laughs> that sounds Did like an excellent plan, Nines. No, so you, it's a gig. They that. don't pay you for that. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Sorry, as I, you're I, all standing here deliberating in the street. Um, you notice that the door opens and a patron is being let in and the guards just sort of nod and no words are exchanged. And the patron walks in as the door opens. There's the sound of piano music floating out from inside. And... Is it Billy Joel? I don't know what a piano is. <laughs> I don't know what a Billy Joel is either. <laughs> That's true. You probably wouldn't. But we do know Billy so Troll. 
play us a song or the piano man. <laughs> did you hear the duet that he did with Sarah McGoblin? Oh, it was beautiful. It was just literally, literally angelic. Oh. And as you as for a few moments pass and the door has closed, you get this heavy scent of cigar and pipe smoke that seems to have emanated from inside the building. Yeah, I think we should do my plan. Okay, if you think you can get in. <laughs> I, I'm going to try. All right. I, I um, think it would be good for Jomar to go in because if there is anyone who needs to screech out help, Jomar would be best at it. I've got a great screeching voice. <laughs> It's one of your three I'm glad threats. you recognize that. Yes. Um, I much so, admire many of your talents, such as your screeching. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so should I make a disguise check? If you wish to disguise yourself, yes. Okay. And uh, describe what you want to disguise yourself as. Just snipely whiplash. Yes, I'm just <laughs> going to disguise myself as snidely whiplash. Uh, no, I'm going to... Uh, be I'm going to we don't have our company of blades cloaks I'm basically trying to make myself look more like just a run of the mill sort of mercenary um, taking out my old black cloak and putting that on and and using the hood and to try to you know obscure my face and whatnot um, I think I'm going to put some uh, some like something in my beard and hair to try to color it a different color. Um, nice. Just shove some fur into not, his facial hair. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm doing it. Just. Um, I'm trying to make myself just not look like anybody in particular, just a sort of not me generic mercenary person. <laughs> Okay, so just trying to kind of clean yourself you should up. get some stilts. Fancify yeah. your appearance. No. Yeah. There's some fake right. scars. Go ahead and uh, make a make a check. Okay. Using so your disguise kit. Uh, is uh, that D20 plus proficiency plus anything else? Is that? Yeah, like we'll, use, uh, we'll use intelligence yeah. for this one. Okay, sounds good. Uh, ooh. Guidance. Um, you already rolled. <laughs> yeah, too late. Uh, so that's going to be 11. So you put a cloak on, they get a little name tag that says, Hi, I'm Dromar. <laughs> I mean, but it's spelled with like an extra J somewhere. Dormar. <laughs> so totally you, different uh, person. Your, your name looks like, a, like an Ikea stool title. That's what it is. Uh, uh, so with, uh, with the resources that you have at hand and kind of lack of knowledge of what people dress like in this area and the kind of patrons that would go in there. You're just making your best guess at what would look appropriate. And you swap out some pieces of clothing, take off your cloak, pack it away, uh, get out some Probably take off my armor. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) If we get into a fight, I'm fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Instead of taking off your armor, you find some clothing that... Uh, it can fit over top of the armor, so you're wearing some loose sort of stuff, 
Which is not wholly uncommon with people in your yeah. trade. So you're wearing some looser pieces of clothing, but they're, you know, nice materials. You kind of s- slick your hair back with a little pomade. I'm trying to get that well-to-do appearance without going too overboard, but not having any knowledge. It's a reasonable disguise. Nothing fantastic. Yep. You don't feel super confident that this is going to trick just anybody, but it's going to make people at least pause and go, okay, maybe, maybe they're in the right spot. Wait a minute. Did I say I got a four for a total of 11? I meant to say I got another natural 20. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <I got it. laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Classic. Who, who else was right making there. a disguise check? I'm not you, since you are awesome. a person. Was anyone else making a disguise check here? No. Okay. Uh, we were just staying outside, weren't we? Nines. Nines. Do you wish to attempt to enter as a musician, as you had suggested? Uh, eh? Sure. Why not? I agree. Let us <laughs> let us watch Dromar attempt to be a facsimile. Uh, and enter, and if he is successful, perhaps we will try your plan as well. Execute! I'm gonna try Execute. to him. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you and Surya are walking in together in no. the front? No. No, okay, separate. I'm walking I'm in waiting. by myself. Alright. You head up to the door, the bouncers sort of look at you, don't say anything, they're just kind of looking at you for a moment, and then go... Get out of here. And then what? go back to staring off. Show him your card. <laughs> I'm here for a job. <laughs> yeah, what job? I collected a bounty and I'm here to collect it. Who you meeting? I don't know the name of the guy. He's very mysterious. <laughs> so are most I of the clientele. This. Yeah, so how would I know his name? That's not my problem. Look, I don't want any trouble. Just let me in, all right? Here, I'll, I'll, you, you take bribes, I'll bribe you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you one of them bribing guards? Come on. <laughs> Make a persuasion check. He's overwhelming people with his subtlety again. <laughs> Drummer's not subtle. <laughs> That's um, what I meant. That's going to be a uh, 15. Yeah, how much? <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the going right here? Hundred gold. <laughs> you don't look like you can cause too much trouble. Looks over at his uh, other guard that he's with. What do you think? Ten gold. Give him three gold. <laughs> and and his buddy kind of nods like, yeah, ten gold should be all right. Ten gold. Is that ten gold total or each? How about? I know. I'm just wondering. How about three gold per for each of you? Six gold total. We're not much in the business of negotiating. Ten gold, and you can get in. You got it. Yeah. All right. I'll give them each five gold. Not in cover charge. All right. <laughs> Two drink minimum. <laughs> <laughs> they lean back and knock on the door three times, then another four times, and the door opens for you. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. And I'll walk in. Okay. What do I see inside? Inside, the first thing that you're met with 
is this thick haze of cigar and pipe smoke. And the longer you stand it, you start to pick up that it's, you know, a whole bunch of different materials that are being you know, smoked in here and from all over the globe. You've smelled a lot of these in Silcine. As travelers come through and they bring their preferred uh, smoke with them, you're, you're just sort of overwhelmed with this thick, kind of hard to breathe air. But you are, you know, lower to the ground and the air is a little clearer down there. It's not as bad as it would be standing a little taller. So it serves you well at this point, being shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not taller. It's not a wholly <laughs> unpleasant aroma. There's some of that kind of sweetness of pipe smoke that's in there. And the floors all are lined with this red carpet that clearly leads down the pathways to different places. Just on the right side of this uh, entryway, there are stairs heading up. And then off to your left, there's a large bar with some tables set up and there's a lot of people. You also hear from that room the sound of piano music coming through and, uh, you know, a low mumble of chattering between different clients. Most of the tables have a small lamp in the center. It seems to just be an oil lamp. And the room is lit dimly. It seems to be more of a performance hall than anything else. You can also head straight back uh, down a hall that looks like it leads to the service area this establishment, there's some uniformed individuals that keep moving in and out of this scene. And it looks like they're bringing plates and drinks and things like that in and out of this back room. I'm going to head into the hall where I hear the piano music. Okay. When you go in, you can tell that it's uh, basically running the length of this building from front to back. And you'd say it's about 100 feet. Long. This is a fairly long building. And at the end, there's a small stage. Looks like it could fit tightly, five or six people. And there's one woman, a female drow, playing this sort of lovely background music on piano, just lightly flowing over the keys. And she's wearing this beautiful silk gown. She's lit softly, but just brightly. Yeah, with light. And the patrons don't seem to be paying her any mind at all. They're all engrossed in conversation amongst uh, themselves. And there's two bartenders that are mixing up uh, what seem to be rather special concoctions. They are shaking these uh, mixtures up and little puffs of smoke come out from them to, from time to time. This is really a very, very nice place to be. How many people are in this room, aside from the staff and the performers? The glance seems to be uh, about 10. You, you think you see 10 people. There's a couple of booths set into the walls where you can't see every bit of it, but you quickly glance and see 10. I'm going to go up to the bar and uh, and go up to one of the bartenders and say, uh, One still seen sunrise, please. Of course, sir. And the, this bartender just sets about making the drink. Okay, within a couple moments, has the drink prepared. And it's this orange fizzing drink that's uh, kind of bubbling off of the top, just like you remember, and puts an orange slice on the rim and hands it to you. Oh, thank you very much. Of Reminds course. me at home. 
Uh, how much do I owe you? No charge, as always, sir. Oh, thank you very much. And I'll uh, uh, toss a copper at him for a tip and uh, head towards a table, preferably somewhere in like a dark corner or side of the room or something like that. This is a seedy place. Every okay. place is a dark corner. <laughs> it's nothing but corners. You find, yourself one of the, you find yourselves one of the booths that's sort of near the performer uh, that is also empty, and you sit down. About this time, I'll All probably right. start heading in. Yeah, I'm just going to be sitting there, kind of sipping my drink and looking around. Okay. <laughs> so I'll walk up with the bandits, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and just nod to the doorman. They open the door right away and let you all in. All right. We walk in. Cost me what? ten gold. She did that so much better than drum market. <laughs> yes, that was most impressive. I am wondering though, Nines, if they are both in, if there were trouble, that perhaps it would be good if we were inside. If you do wish to enter as a musician. All right, let's go in the back. They'll probably let us in. Okay. I am so confident cute. they'll let us in. Well, I am confident. <laughs> when I when I get in, I will turn to the lead bandit and just sort of go like, "Do you see the the guy?" Yeah, looks around. Uh, I don't see him. I don't see anybody that I recognize here. As you're sort of standing there, not necessarily being. Um, obnoxious or drawing attention to yourselves. So there's this extraordinarily elegant woman comes down the stairs in the main hall and looks at you and looks at the others. Ah, Magdalene, it's so wonderful to have you back in our house. Oh, but something has happened to your clothes. Do you need uh, cementing? Ah, yes, I would. Well, uh, please leave your clothes tomorrow. Yeah, and we will take care of it for you. <clears throat> yes, I'm, I'm here for my appointment. I'm sorry, you had an appointment? I did not know. Who, who was it with? You know the one. <laughs> yeah. um, the one at a wink that will help. <laughs> it's it's unfortunate that the dwarf didn't know this dude's name. Yeah. She goes. Um. Yes, of course I know someone. <laughs> um. <laughs> totally. Please. Uh, yeah. Help yourself to accommodations. I, I am sorry to disappoint you. Uh, you uh, you may be interested to speak with Alric in there. I I know that your contact is not present, but Alric may be able to assist you. Yeah, where is he right now? Let me take a look. And she kind of guides you further into the performance lounge. She looks around for a moment, and then now in a booth that on the other side from where you catch Dromar sitting up near the front, 
There's... You mean Dormar? <laughs> <laughs> More like 10 gold to get in the Dormar. <laughs> too soon. Uh, too much, man. That's too much. <laughs> you you see this eggs? You better drink really a lot to get your money, sorry. Um, wearing this very tightly fitted suit, and it looks like this suit's been... Uh, perhaps overly starched. But your new acquaintance gestures. Alaric is just over there in his usual group. Thank you, as usual. Of course, she leans in and pecks you once on each side of your cheeks and says, if you need anything else, please let me know. I could and then use... she initiates the secret handshake. <laughs> 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 the secret thieves guild handshake. <laughs> I will head over to Alric. Maggie. Alric. Please have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> I know this name. This is such a well-executed plan. <laughs> our, uh, while this is going on, our nines and Ulset getting in. We're near the back door. Because <laughs> yeah, so we went around the alley and started going towards the back door. Okay. Because um, I just assume there's going to be a place for a delivery scout. We'll the stage cut door. away from Soria for a moment to go behind the Blackwell bar. <laughs> and... Uh, back there, in between each sort of row of houses, this is common in a lot of big cities, they've left an alleyway open for service and uh, staff entrance and things like that. So there's this uh, considerably less well-lit alleyway. It, it is lit, just not quite as brightly as the main streets. And oh, it's lit. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. And there's a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of activity around most of the backs of the businesses is that some are receiving shipments, some are putting trash, things like that. And around the Blackwell Bar, there's basically a group of chefs and cooks that look like they're just out there having a smoke. And I, I walk in front of Nines because I am Nines' bodyguard. Yes, I am so famous, I need a bodyguard. Yes, we will find that out. <laughs> By the way, I love how, like, we make a plan, and then, and, and then uh, after half of the party members are inside, the other half are like, hey, let's abandon that plan <laughs> this other thing without telling anybody. <laughs> you guys are truly that, excellent. That sounds... <laughs> you are employees. Yeah, so we're just going to go... <laughs> you who are employees of Blackwell Bar, please make way for Nines, for Nines has come to play. Also very good. That's because we're trying to be stealthy about our approach because someone just tried to kill us by name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, <Seth>. Really <laughs> thought we were the people that are supposedly dead. Just <laughs> <laughs> absolutely excellent here. That's great. <laughs> I am not the nines. I am a crazy musician. Alley cat. Ah, yes. <laughs> you who are in the alley, please make way for the great musician, Alley Cat. <laughs> Definitely not nines. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it was. <laughs> the, the, the very dreary Who's looking chefs in the back. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
really give a fuck. <laughs> I was counting on that reaction. The indifference of the hired help is always an aid in such a plan. I don't like being called that. Anyway, we go inside. I hate these fucking performers. Yes, we hate you too. <laughs> we go backstage. Um, as you get inside, there's the kitchen off to one area, this really shabby looking manager's office. And the only reason you know it's the manager's office is because there's a door with manager and then it's like crossed out and then someone has painted asshole over it. <laughs> and it, it like there's this bedraggled looking drow in there. And off to your other side, there's backstage and you see some uh, you see some lights that are you're uh, illuminating the backstage area, but it's you know fairly dim. And there's some uh, like the spare instruments and a couple of people that are there watching the curtains and stuff like that, just making sure everything is going okay. And there's just people moving about very quickly through this whole space. I mean, they're running and you know they're running a club. <laughs> they're trying to get things moving around. So you're really in the way at the moment. At this point, we just get out of the way and they probably won't even notice us. No, that's this how is you do most of your gig work. You just walk <laughs> in the back and start playing. <laughs> do you think anyone would actually hire me? <laughs> so we are backstage trying not to be in the way. <laughs> you, uh, you are doing very good at being backstage and doing less well at uh, being out of the way. Okay. It's not very big, but people are just sort of like, whatever. Y your dress has shown that you're clearly someone who's protecting this person who's here to <laughs> perform. You still look like a performer. You look like a musician and you're carrying a lute around on your back. So everyone just sort of figures that you're here to perform. Uh, anything else you guys want to be doing backstage while you're waiting around? So Ellie Cat. Uh I do believe that we have, that we are in position to aid should they require it. Well, so we should probably go towards stage, but not on stage and out of way of stage so we can see through stage and keep eye. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, execute. Very good. Execute. We um, execute our yeah, staging. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you guys have thought this through. Back up front with... We are uh, great at thinking about things. <laughs> yes, Alric, thank you for telling me everything I needed to know. Alric, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was gestured for you to sit down and join him. Which uh -huh. like I do. Well, Maggie, how are you? I've had better days gesturing to the still slightly bloody sword. <laughs> oh. In my clothes. That must have hurt a great deal. Yes? Yes, luckily, some of my men can heal. Ah. Always the planner. You know me. <laughs> so. <laughs> I believe that you're here to meet someone who is not me, is that correct? Yes. I'm sure you. I'm sure you of all people know who I'm here to meet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I do. 
quite rare for me to be out of this social circle. However, um, maybe you can help me with something. Perhaps you are coming in this evening is a bit fortuitous after all. Tell me, you know, what has your work been leading you towards lately? <coughs> Some uh, Company of Blades members. Ah. Yes, I had heard of that. If they brought a group in to help recover some sort of stolen family artifact from Tibble? I assume. I, that's At least that's what I was told. But honestly, knowing that's not really my job, is it? It's a shame. Used to be us, um, us families would move in and protect one. Believe the world that sir come to this. I've never much cared for the Tibbuk, of course, but I don't want to see another family hurt. But, uh, you know, us, um, the farming clans, we have to stick together. Of course. I'm, I would not be too upset if, if this, um, artifact were found. I, I'm not a big fan of whoever has moved into town. Would you be, um... Would you be willing to take on some work for myself? I suppose so. It depends on the job. Uh, make a persuasion check. This is to just kind of see, like, how well you're performing as Maggie, because this person knows her better than some performance, you said? Give yourself persuasion. guidance. Persuasion. That's the same thing. Yeah, I don't think I can guide myself without being like, focus, focus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would kind of uh, give you away a little bit. Uh, 14 total. Um, he seems to ponder for a moment. You're sure you're not too busy. I just need to collect from the last job. Well, I'd heard, I'd heard that the Tibbulk family lost a piece of fervent. Is that true? Maybe it might be, I might be able to tell you more once the job's done, let's just say. I'll take that as confirmation. I, uh, I have a soft spot for the Tibbles. I have recently had something of my own stolen. Perhaps when you're done getting paid from whoever has employed you, um, perhaps you can come work for me for a little bit. I may need some things recovered as well. What sort of things are we talking? Oh, you know, he is looking around the room right now to see if anyone's paying attention. Now, this, that, old, some old family trifles. I'm sure nothing of that value, just, you know, emotional important. I have a, a soft spot for family story. It's a pinky. 
Do you have a soft spot for just your family history or for perhaps some of the Tybalt's family history as well? I don't much care for any of the farming clans to be impacted by whatever thievery is going around here. The Tybalt's tried to put on a good show, as though nothing has changed, but you can tell. They've hired more hands. They've brought on uh, temporary workers to help mend things that they shouldn't need to mend. It's obvious that something that had been aiding them had been stolen. I don't really much care what happens, but I have to stand by the farming clans and make sure that no one tries to harm any of us. United front and all, even with rivals. Well, I'll make you a deal. I'll take on your job, and all I ask is for some information. I know you're always good for it. Information is payment. Well, whatever you're asking must certainly be a high price. I want everything you know on these thieves that have been destabilizing the area. But I feel that I'd be robbing you. Nothing. Just what I've heard from other patrons, the clan members that I'm on better terms with, of course. But I can't tell you anything else. I don't have anything. It would be unfair of me to rob you. Then cash it is. If you're able to recover certain items, once, of course, you've concluded your business here, um, it could be quite a hefty payment for those. Well, bring me a list of what you need required, and I will see what I can do. I assume that you'll be able to conclude your business by... Yeah, the morning's rise, yes? As soon as my contact shows. Very good. Then I shall meet you here tomorrow morning. Very well. And he takes a long sip of the drink that he was taking. And now if you'll excuse me, I, I've arranged for some uh, quiet time. And he leaves the room and... Heads upstairs. Okay. You look over at Dromar, and Dromar, you've been able to... I don't see Dromar, I just see Dormar. Observe, <laughs> observe most of this, although you weren't able to catch all of the words they were saying. Cool. I will go up to the, the bartender. Follow up. <laughs> I'll go up to the bartender and say... I'm looking for a man. Have you seen him come in? Large fellow. Square toes. In the middle of still shaking a drink up. No, I haven't seen him in a few days. Do you have a name? Do I have a name? For him. <laughs> no, he never has given us a name. Now, has the bandits or anyone told us, like, is he a human, a drow, or...? No, they don't really know. I mean, this this is Maggie's contact. <laughs> right. The the drow just kind of saw this person once, knows that uh, he's tall and very, like, built. Short hair. That, that's it's all Seth. It's all Seth the whole time. Well, <laughs> Seth has been the baddie. Do you know, did he Not say my he was coming juice. today? No. I'm sorry. He He didn't. 
pouring the drink out now. Is there anything else I can help you with? No, just let me know if he arrives. Oh, well. I will. Uh, wait for a while, at least. Then. Yeah, me too. I don't know what the other two party are, members we are, are doing. Waiting, we are waiting backstage. <laughs> Best I don't think they're doing anything right now. Um, you, so how long do you want to wait around? Uh, until maybe 3 a.m. Okay. What time is it now? Uh, even though none of you have uh, watches or anything like that, uh, you would guess it's probably sometime around one in the morning at this point. Yeah, I'd, I'd wait at least a couple of hours. Okay. Uh, that time passes. So a few hours go by, and you're sort of waiting around, helping yourself to some drinks and some food, trying to blend in as much as you can. Some of the patrons come up and make chit-chat with you as Maggie. Yeah, just saying hello and uh, trying to be friendly. Get the sense that she carried some social clout around here. As the evening goes on, uh, does the stage manager ask Ali Cat to, uh, to play a set? Since you know her on the schedule, he doesn't say anything to you guys because he's not expecting anyone else. Um, you're just sort of standing there looking like a couple of idiots. Not, not wholly <laughs> uncommon. Like yeah. um, we are looking like very important musician and bodyguard. Towards the well, people know how important we are. That's why they're not bothering us. Yes. <laughs> towards this the end true. of your time waiting, uh, the woman who greeted you went first. Mm -hmm. She approaches your table and checks in. How are you doing? Is everything going okay? Did your contact ever show? No, he hasn't. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, you don't think he would have gone to the festival chorus, do you? I'd rather doubt. I don't think he would be seen in such a place. <clears throat> you have a name on him, by the way. He never gave it to me. I don't. You know how our clients are here. All too well. Is there anything I can get you? Perhaps a new set of clothes. Since these uh, are... Of course. If you head up the stairs in just a few moments, I'll have a door waiting for a changing room for you. And a fresh set. Thank you. Still wearing the same size? Yes. Excellent. I would uh, usually hesitate to recommend such a course, but given the clientele that I believe your contact has been seen with, you may wish to try out the saddest pony. <sighs> yes, I, I suppose. I feel terrible for recommending it at all. There's I nothing to recommend. Of <laughs> Your place is far superior. Ah, uh, thank you. Your kind words mean a great deal to me. Now, you'll excuse me. Arrange for you to clothing and 
If there's anything else that you need, let the barkeep know. Thank you. And she sort of floats off and starts mingling with other tables. Whoever this woman is, you get the sense that she's a very savvy businesswoman and a bit of a socialite. Do you head upstairs to... Yeah, I'll get changed so I keep up appearances. You find a sort of lavender-dyed, elegant gowns, basically. Is there anything else fancy in here? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of other fancy things. I don't know. It's like I'm here alone. (laughs) As a dead person. (laughs) Are Are you looking for anything in... Particular? I don't know, jewelry, stuff like that. Uh, there's, no, there's no jewelry. Okay. <laughs> Bags of gold. <laughs> With a dollar sign on it. Magic mirrors. Uh, yeah, just Top in classic RPG cars. fashion, you just go and check everything uh, in the room. I'm just going to break all the barrels open. <laughs> membership, membership cards for certain exclusive clubs. Search all the bookcases. <laughs> I'm going to look for secret notes in the pockets of my new outfit. Is, is there anyone with an exclamation point above their head <laughs> nearby? No, I'm going to just head down and sort of motion to Dormar with my head subtly. I'll nod. All right. Uh, subtly. Uh, I'm guessing you are heading out the door then? Yeah. Okay. You head out the door. And I go look, go to where I'm sure Nines and all Seth are waiting. The the rain has stopped. <laughs> and Dromar, do you follow her out? Um, I'm going to wait a tiny bit and then head out. All right. So about... Uh, 10-ish minutes or so pass. You're just kind of guessing, and then you head out as well. What? Yeah, now when I head out, I'm going to do something. Pickpocket your gold back. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, oh, so, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna try to, like, act like I'm drunk, which I'm not, and, um, like, stumble out the door and try to, like, stumble into the two guards and pickpocket them. All right. Just take their money purses. So you stumble out the door and try to slip your hand into their... What, you, you don't know where they put the gold, for sure. Uh, this but, could be most disturbing. But they, they have a couple of places you could get into without too much difficulty, it seems. Go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. Let's see how this goes. So I can initiate a Let's combat I wasn't indeed. expecting. Do I see him exiting? You do. You're just standing across the street, waiting for him at this point, wondering where in the hell are your two <laughs> other compatriots, but not being entirely surprised by their lack of presence. Um, so sleight of hand, that's going to be 24. Um, you managed to get into the, uh, one of their pockets, and what you come out with is... See if skilled, I do that. <laughs> Dromar always trying to get into people's pants. <laughs> and what you, come you succeeded, out, what you come out with is basically what looks like uh, a sweat rag and awesome. 
<laughs> and like a couple pieces of copper. You being you being trained in in pickpocketing and stuff like that, you having some knowledge in how to do these sorts of things, you get the sense that this isn't the first time that someone's tried to pickpocket them and they have purposely left like easier decoy things out to foil pickpockets. They they work Makes in a, an establishment where seedy people come and meet and they're openly taking bribes from them to get inside. They're they're not the uh, you know, idiots that they that you might think they are. They know what they're doing and who they're dealing with. That's unfortunate. But, but you can just, add uh, three copper back. Nice. <laughs> not. not oh, and yet. an okay. oily, and like kind of this oily, uh, sweat-soaked handkerchief. I'll leave that in the pocket. I don't need that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I'm not just, sure. Uh, you did to once take a troll's loincloth and wear it. Yeah, that was as a cape. That was totally different. <laughs> oh, okay. That was sanitary then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it was sanitary. It was just more fun. Okay. Right, so, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to just keep playing it off like I didn't do anything. Like I'm just drunk and I'm sort of falling out the door. And You don't I'll know just... whether they, whether you were so good that they didn't notice or whether they just don't care. But they don't harass you. Excellent. Well, we saw them leave, right? You're backstage. We were looking out the stage. You're not. You you guys couldn't see them. You're just going to sitting in the back hallway, standing there, trying to not be in the way. I haven't tried to signal yet. Do you think we should stay here? (laughs) I do not know, Ellie Cat. But perhaps you might ask. <laughs> perhaps you might ask if there is uh, uh, food for the musicians. Like your your response to them being gone is, ah, let's try to sneak in the back, and then have no way to keep your eyes on them, and then you're like, well, let's eat something. All right, so Dromar, they disappeared. You know, they're probably, they probably already went to the saddest pony, I assume. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have no idea where they went, Um, but that that makes sense. I mean, we specifically told them to stay out here, so. They must have gone to the saddest pony. That's where I think. Uh, so clearly still show. in this building because they haven't given the signal yet. <laughs> so Ellie Cat, I am most glad that well, we had decided to come in because it had been raining the entire time and it is dry in here. Well, we should probably catch up with them at the saddest pony. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Let's let's head out and go there. <laughs> All right. Also, uh, do you think I can get reimbursed by the company of blades for uh, the ten gold that, it took for me to get in there? Yeah, yeah you'll have to ask Solov. Yeah, I'll. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully. <laughs> Nines, you, you are getting the. You're getting this sort of idea that maybe. Maybe they left. <laughs> it's been a while, and. Maybe they're not in there anymore. You just have this sneaking <laughs> suspicion, this sort of sixth sense, call it some sort of cat intuition. <laughs> You're just like, I don't, I don't really think they're they're in there I anymore. I don't feel like we belong here anymore, Osaf. Let's leave. 
if you think it is and time to go. I just start walking towards the end. If there's a food table, I'm taking something. <laughs> I follow along and do the same. Are you guys walking out the front door now? No, we're walking out the We're going to go through the back. Okay, I wasn't sure. Just, just walk past. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get... Uh, I know who's at the front door. I don't want to get in a fight with them. Like some people in our group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody got in a fight. There were no fights. All right. You guys head back outside and back up to the front, following whatever sort of weird intuition that Nines has. <laughs> that is certainly not at all being foisted upon him <laughs> in any method to keep the DM sane. Not even a little right now. So you no are in here. <laughs> you should have just left them there and just like we are not checking in with them again until they're just still standing backstage. So you who are nines again. <laughs> nines He's actually somehow down. eventually gets on stage and mm-hmm. everybody loves him and he's the new uh, in-house entertainment. <laughs> Starts a new life. I quit my job as a mercenary and I roll a new character. <laughs> you seem to have some cat-like intuition about what has been happening. Um, do you have any idea about where Jomar and she who is now Maggie have gone? <laughs> As you yes, we should go the to the sadist pony. <laughs> as, as you get around in the corner, able to see, you're both just, as with Seth is talking, you can look over and just see the two of them standing across the street waiting, like, where where are they? I don't no, know. We're, we're already at the yeah, sadist pony. We, we, just, we just bolted it. We were like, as soon as we didn't see them, we were like, we better catch up. And <laughs> meanwhile, we went to the sadist pony. <laughs> Which is on the other side of town. <laughs> Kaz are helping so much. <laughs> In any case, you I left a note on the floor, the on the ground that just says "saddest pony." And that happens. <laughs> and you're at the saddest pony now. Since oh, we are at the saddest pony, and we are all together ah. once again. <laughs> That's convenient. <laughs> we should probably do the same plan we had last the time. The exact same plan, same execution. <laughs> this doesn't seem yeah, like a fancy it. establishment in any way. This this is the neighborhood watering hole. This is a very low key uh, neighborhood bar and notary and chapel, and the sign says. What? Oh, no, go uh, ahead. The, the sign out front says the saddest pony bar and tavern. And then underneath it, there's another sign that says and notary. And then underneath it, there's another sign that says and chapel. And underneath that, <laughs> and there's a sign that, that says incorporated. And then underneath that, there's another sign that says not the sadist pony. That's <laughs> a different establishment. <laughs> 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 And this um, this bar has some, you know, a lot more people just kind of moving in and out. There's a mixture of uh, some families going in and out of it. Some sort of rough looking characters. So groups of friends, young, old. This, this is the quintessential neighborhood bar. How about I just head in and if I don't come out in like five <laughs> minutes, you all come in. All right. That sounds a great plan. I, I Execute. think maybe I should start Execute. first. Sorry, what do you think? 
and execute! <laughs> Although, they're not disguised at all, and they're supposed to be dead. Yeah, I think... We are disguised. You disguised Why me. don't you guys hide in an alley or something? <laughs> all right, I go into an alley as a cat. <laughs> I see that you're picking up your old moniker, Alley Cat. <laughs> Uh, and I'll, I'll just head in, and then you head in shortly after. How about that? All right, same plan. Yeah, that way I can keep an eye out in case you get into trouble. I'll uh, I'll head in, okay. and hopefully not have to bribe anybody this time. Yeah, there, there's absolutely no... There's no one guarding the door. There's... Uh, you just, like, walk right in. This is just, I like, will... the neighborhood bar. There's nothing special about this establishment. Yeah. So... Uh, I will go to a corner and do the whole strider thing and just look around. The inside is really, by comparison to the last place you rent, really well illuminated. It's quite bright what in here. The fuck? It, it's a really friendly atmosphere. Um, there is. What is this? Cheers? N- not quite. But there's a, you know, pretty boisterous looking woman. Now. Um, slinging drinks at this bar that's sort of in the center of the room and a whole bunch of people um, moving around, bringing food to the tables. Waiters, uh, you can see they'll sit down at the table and like chat with who's ever there for a minute, laugh. This is a very low key uh, kind of establishment where everyone seems to know. Hooters. (laughs) (laughs) Are Hooters well lit? I have no I idea. Yes. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so th- that's the environment you're in. There's not really like a dark corner table for you to do the strider thing at. It's all pretty um, bright in here and friendly looking and people are laughing. And this is they're not laughing at you. No. Uh, you know, you can tell it's a little bit more rough and tumble. People you know, someone will punch someone and actually punch him. And then the whole bar just kind of laughs. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's just the environment. It's this different kind of place that's very relaxed. You can tell that everyone is giving you a little bit of like a who are you? No, no one's like moving towards you or against you or anything like that. They're just like, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, I'll just uh, find a table with a good vantage point of the rest of the room and uh, just kind of sit down and motion for one of the Wade staff to to come over and uh, so I can order a drink. Then uh, one of the wait staff sees you and then kind of looks over to the um, woman slinging drinks uh, in the central bar and just sort of does this and she nods and then heads heads over to you. So she leaves the bar and heads over to you. What well, sits down across from you? It says. Oi! Can I help you? Uh, yes. Uh, I was just, uh, hoping to get a drink. Oh, I can get you a drink. But, uh... What's your business here? Oh, no. No business in particular. Just... Just wanting a drink. All in right. this bar? <laughs> Tis a bar. Yeah. And the notary in the chapel. And the notary in the chapel, yeah. It's a diverse business opportunities you have here. This uh, this woman, uh, who's 
got uh, a really tired looking face. You can see this is someone who's been working hard for years, probably their whole life. She looks worn and kind of tired, but really tough at a core. Whereas she's got, um, she's a dwarf, by the way, and she has this really well-kept braided beard. And it seems to be like the one thing that she's really working hard and kind of prides herself on. Yeah, because compared to the rest of her clothes and everything, which are pretty typical, like hardworking food service kind of look, this is like really immaculately braided. And she just says to you, this is this is a neighborhood bar. It's nice here. You're not going to cause any trouble, are you? No, no, no trouble. I, uh, I, like I said, just looking for a drink. Um, I'm new to town. Don't don't really know many places, but uh, I'd heard I'd heard the name of this place mentioned and thought I'd try it. That's a lovely beard you have, by the way. Very luxurious. Thank you for noticing. Most folks around here don't uh, pay too much attention to the beard. But uh, oh, well, you that's, seem uh, to know a bit more about loss. dwarven customs, it seems. From Sassine? Yes, I, I am. Yes, yes, indeed. Mm. I, uh, I I haven't been back home in a few years, been traveling around for a while. But uh, but yes, that's where I'm from, born and raised. How, are you from there as well? No, I'm from the south of Glendring, small little mining town. Hmm. Came up here because, well, me and my father, we had a, yeah, we had a bit of a falling out. And oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't want to see his face no more, so I had to appear and open up this place. So if you behave yourself, you're welcome to stay. Yeah, but I don't like any of the scoundrels that have been uh, making their way through here recently. I try to keep a clean establishment, you see. I walk in. I'm, I'm looking clean. for scoundrels. <laughs> 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 I barely tolerate that one over in a corner there. She looks over and there's this elf who's wearing kind of ragged looking clothes and uh, has a it's like an eye patch and really rough shortcut matted kind of looking hair i barely tolerate mock over there but you know he he's kind of a sweetheart and he's good with the kids so mm. well you might you mind your p's and q's around here now oh, as for course, that drink what do you want uh, uh, what, uh, what do you recommend? What's the, what's the specialty of the house, as it were? Yeah, we ain't got too much special around here, but we have a pretty good arrangement with the, the Tibok family. They've been, uh, good to work with. And, uh, they bring hmm. us their finest meads. If you want some of that, I'll bring it to you. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Thank you. All right. Uh, here. And she pulls out this kind of folded piece of paper. We don't use this too much around here, but, uh, you know, new folk need something to look at. And it's a menu. You have to sort of unfold. It's stained and worn. And it's just got a bill of fare for what you can order. And she shuffles off to uh, start fixing your drink. I'll probably be walking in about now. Okay. And when you walk in, we are going to take a quick break. 
We've been going for a little while now, and we give people a chance to go freshen up as you're about to walk into the Status Pony Tavern, Notary, and Chapel Incorporated. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, we will be right back in a few minutes. Uh, thanks for sticking around. See you soon. I hope you had some time to get yourself some refreshments and, um, you know, throw out some more conspiracy theories about the Thieves' Guild and Dromar's dice rolling. There's no Thieves' Guild! <laughs> we are not using weighted dice. <laughs> I mean, I can't confirm or deny if these dice are weighted. I They were a gift, so no, I don't know. No, who can confirm that? The Thieves' Guild can confirm that. <laughs> These um, were these were actually uh, a gift from uh, from Geekified. So thank you, Geekified, for these apparently weighted dice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for helping Jomar or Dormar. Geekified, yes, you, where you can literally off. buy at twenties. Apparently, <laughs> thank you for sponsoring. It's a microtransaction. <laughs> when we left off before break, you had just entered the saddest pony, Soria. As Maggie, uh -huh. with the four bandits that you have uh, basically literally roped into your plan here. And Dromar is now sitting at a table and has just met the proprietor of the establishment, who told him, you know, don't start in trouble, basically. It's a nice family bar. So that's where we don't stand. Don't start nothing, won't be nothing. And nines, and nines, who is Ellie Cat once again, and I are <laughs> in the alley. Yeah, so we're sneaking in the back, which doesn't exist in this place. Which was once again not the plan. <laughs> <laughs> you said do what we did last oh, okay, time. We're doing it. Like, we're doing it. Is there a back door? You sort of, you sort of stick out like a sore thumb. Your four compatriots. Uh, uh, you know, they seem much more at home here, and their leader just. Leans and kind of gives you a gentle little like elbow, like, wait, uh, we know the place here, so if you don't mind, so I'm just gonna try to help you blend in a bit, and uh, don't don't be alarmed, alright? Okay. And and they they go and sit down with a table full of um, some other sort of rough looking people, but they they're all really like jovial and they're cheering and slapping each other on the back, having a good time, and they order a round of drinks. And the woman, who you now remember, had been called Miss Grange by the leader. I wrote that down. Um, she waves to them and gives them a little smile and brings over some drinks to them. Seem, it seems like they might have a standing order that they always get when they come in here. Uh, what do you do? I am scanning the room for someone who matches the description of the person that hired Maggie. Uh, you don't see anyone by that description. You see Dromar. I see Dormar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it it's didn't cost him any person. money to get in this time. That's right. 
Um, Everything's coming up Dormar. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I will just be trying to look inconspicuous and searching for this supposed contact who apparently doesn't exist. You're looking like around skilled. and no one's really sticking out to you. But there's the one elf who Dromar knows is named Mac looks at you kind of like all bug eyed. I will go straight towards him. <laughs> uh, Staring him down. He just stand right in front of him, <laughs> glaring at him. He's just like it's a very nines move. <laughs> it's their dominance. Pretty, he looks disrespectful. <laughs> Is there a back door? Uh, yeah. There, there's as the back door here is a little bit different. Um, because it's almost as much of a front door as the front door is. Um, you know, it's a neighborhood bar. There's not really a front or back for a lot of the patrons here, so people are just kind of coming and going as they please. I think we could just go in if we want. <laughs> you want to go in? No. Okay. Because plan dead. is for us to stay. Also, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, we did That's specifically right. discuss that, like, you guys are not disguised and are supposed to be dead and should not go inside. <laughs> now you're like, so now that we're the only two here, should we just go in? <laughs> Hello. We don't go in. Oh, hi. Good hey. job. Uh, Unless we share the same. Miss Maggie. I assume you know who I'm looking for. Uh, yeah. But why'd you sit down with me? Where is he? I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Don't, don't be mad. Sorry. I will set the Alashalar on the table in front of him and say, I'm looking for him and you're going to go get him for me. He kind of, he's taking a look at this, like, oh. What you gonna do with that? If you don't get him, I can think of several things I could do with it. Okay, okay, okay! <laughs> yeah, probably, all right, um. Look, I, uh, I don't really, don't really know where he is. But, uh, he doesn't answer to me, I'm a nobody around here, but look, I've been listening around. I think he's run low to ground. I haven't seen him in a few days since he hired you guys. All right. Well, he owes me money. I mean, now he seems to owe a lot of people money. Who else does he owe money? Yeah. Yeah. I th okay. Just keep this quiet. Need from me, mm -hmm. right? But I heard that. He started some some trouble with the fences, you know, down at Festival Chorus. I look, you know, uh, Ludolf, right? Of course. It, see, your guy, he was he was trying to fence some stuff off to Ludolf and uh, get some change back, and I think something went down in the middle. Have it? And then we got they got disrupted. 
some someone tried to take him over. I think I just heard rumors, but all I know is that Ludolf, well, he's got he's supposedly got a hit out on your guy, like founds in gold. Really? Now I'm all more interested in finding him. <laughs> I I don't think you're gonna find him. He's not easily. Yeah. I don't know all that much about what's going on around here, but he's pissed off some some people pretty badly, and seems to have crossed a uh, well crossed pretty much everybody here in town. And look, you know as well as I do, he's just working for somebody else. I don't know who that is. Some some like some dude, you know, he's got. You ever seen who he's working for? I saw him once. Look totally out of place. Describe him. So you haven't seen him? No. Oh, well, I could. I my memory's kind of fuzzy. Uh, it's not so good. I just stabbed the LSLR in the table. <laughs> <laughs> Make a hello, Tabaxi. Uh, <laughs> our cat just Tabaxi walked. Cool. Right into frame. Hello. Yes. Um. Make uh, make an intimidation check with advantage. And I'm going to just openly cast a spell on myself and hope it adds to the intimidation by casting guidance. Um, yeah, and I mean, you can cast guidance in a way that you're not like guidance and tapping yourself on the head. So you, yeah. you could like channel it down underneath the table or something. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. What's the fun in that? <laughs> Um, intimidation, that would be 24. Uh, eh, okay. <laughs> the cat's distracting right now. Well, um, okay, okay, um, yeah, uh, look. Where is he? <laughs> Are you using me as a prop right now? No, that's your god. We're using your god, god as a prop. Right use my god as bargaining chip. All right, all right, all right. Understood. My memory just got real clear, remembering everything really well now. Um, so, uh, he, he had this, uh, it's really like. The tailored fit white suit. Well, it's kind of like a hat with a thin, thin brim around it. It's, uh, it's not. A, it's a, did I think they call it a, a, a trilby, trobly, something like that? I forget. I don't know hats. Um, but you know. You should know. consider trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You wouldn't want to help a fella out, would you? Get, get, get a hat. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, that's, that's, his, that's the boss. I only saw him once. And he didn't look like anyone I wanted to mess with. Where did you see him? Uh, where was it? I think it was... I think I saw them making a deal uh, outside of the Blackwell at one point. He came, the boss came out of the Blackwell and just he yelled at uh, the guy you're supposed to meet. 
I, you know, I saw that when I was looking through <clears throat> trash cans. Yeah. I'd find something. You know, people throw away all sorts of things. You don't know what you're going to find there. Yeah, why can't Nines be in the room for this conversation? <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> this is like Nines' best friend. I mean, you could have gone in. We're dead. Um, <laughs> to the if party. You're, all right, one more question. <laughs> Any, Into the anything audience. you want, Miss Maggie, anything you want. If you were to go hiding, where would you go? Me? Oh, well, I mean, people don't pay much attention to old Mac here. I can just bend in and just about anything. That's that's what I do. I Let's say someone put out a thousand gold hit on you. Where would you go? Nowhere above ground, that's for sure. So you think underground? Look, rumor has it. I've never, I've never bought it because... Why would you want to? The rumor has it. There's a whole whole system of sewers underneath the city. And everyone of course knows the sewers are down there, but uh there's supposed to be you know, secret ways that you can make your way through the town. Now the the sewers, they're supposed to be graded up. You know, they got all sorts of bars and gates and stuff to prevent someone from sneaking around. But I've heard some folks have been cutting through, making their own private highways down there. I also heard a rumor that there's some sort of awful, awful developments recently. What sort of awful developments? Condominiums. Look, I got a. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, got, I got a friend. Timeshares. <laughs> I got a friend that, that likes to. Uh, no, go down there exploring. I don't understand why he does it, but he does. Um, well, he said that he's been hearing some god awful kind of noises, like some kind of giant beastly rat sort of noises. Like imagine a rat kind of squealing, except that rat is like five, six feet long instead of a foot or so. They're like, R-O-U-S's. I don't believe they exist. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard about dire rats and stuff like that, but I never expected they'd exist in the sewers beneath the city. Yet, yeah, yeah. mind you me, Mace, it's just rumors. I haven't, I haven't heard anything too, uh, uh, too, too sure. Let's put it that way. Well, you've been... Rather helpful, surprisingly. I, I don't look for any trouble, miss. I'll put away a lash of iron. Yeah, you wouldn't mind, you know, mind a lad a drink to help him out. <laughs> I feel bad, so I'll slide him two gold across the table. Oh, good. Golly gee. All right. <laughs> I wasn't here. Oh. And he gets up from his seat and heads over to the bar and orders a drink for himself. And looks looks to be in a much better mood than before. <laughs> Welcome back, Tabaxi God. Another appearance by the Tabaxi God. We are truly blessed by the divine presence. Yes, we are. It's too bad 
that we don't have Hello. a tabaxi camera facing this way. Hello, everyone. <laughs> um, looks like we found the butthole cut that we're all demanding. <laughs> Hashtag tabaxi gun. Hashtag butthole cut. <laughs> <laughs> I will head out because I think we're not going to find this guy at any of these bars. And he calls, Mac calls after you. Remember, um, I didn't say nothing. And uh, you might want to check out Festival. We will go to one more bar. <laughs> <laughs> and execute the same plan. <laughs> I will go work wait one a day. while and then follow out the door as well. I'll meet Alley Cat. <laughs> In the alley. <laughs> did I hear that conversation, by the way? Yeah, you did. Yeah. I mean, okay. you weren't sitting too no, far away. No, not the alley conversation. No, not the alley conversation. <laughs> so I'll meet up with them. So, Soria, that, uh, that guy he was describing, uh, that sounds a lot like the description and the clothes of... Uh, Coromon? What's his name? Yeah, Coromon. Yeah. We... We put him into jail. Do you think he could have gotten out? Well, every every other person we put into jail got out. <laughs> I mean, that's true, although most of them are now working for Fudge Crunkle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it seems like this guy is uh, just doing his criminal stuff again. That's, yeah, so it couldn't possibly be that Fudge Crunkle's evil. No, it couldn't. Uncle's a wonderful person. You've never run into an evil capitalist before. <laughs> Perhaps what? Robert. Oh no, he does not have the keys any longer. It could not be him. No, uh, Robert, the mayor's assistant from uh, Whitfeld, uh, lost all of his privileges to the jail after letting you all freely in there. I mean, to be fair, like, he didn't actually let us in. I just lockpicked us in. He never had to use his keys. Well, he also didn't stop you and seemed to help for most of it, so. Yes, I mean, th that's true. So, we, um. So, what is it that you found out? So, this man that we've been after. Ah, oh, you still did not know his name? Nope. <laughs> Very I, I think... Yeah. Uh, but but the other guy that's after him might be Cormont. Yes, oh. the one who hired him and has now put a hit out on him for a thousand gold. I do remember Cormont. Also, didn't he put hit on us? It so sounds like that would make sense. It sounds like Ludolf at the uh, festival chorus might have some information because he's the one that put out the hit, I guess. And. Mm. He has probably gone underground into the sewers, perhaps. Um, and we're also. So we might go for more information to the festival chorus and find this Ludolf. We also heard that from Alric that other family heirlooms have been being stolen. So if Koromoth is behind this theft, he might be stealing more stuff given his Proclivities towards uh, old dwarf Fervent stuff. Tech. Yeah, old yeah. dwarf stuff. I wonder if uh, if all of the fair family heirlooms are uh, are also fervent tech. I mean, we know this one thing is 
but uh, it's possible that 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 is what he's doing. That would be my guess, but it seems like this guy we're after was trying to, you know, cut out Koramont and just sell the Tibok's heirloom mm. to loot off or something. Yeah. No honor among the members of the Guild Thieves. The Guild Thieves. Yeah, all right. There's, uh, yeah, there's definitely no honor among members of the Thieves Guild. Yeah, because they don't exist. So, Jomar. Yes, which is something Thieves Guild people would say. Yeah, it is. I will ask you this. Does that bother you that the bounty for all four of us together was 10 gold and that this one person who is yet to be named is worth a thousand? Why would that bother me? I would just think that what? you valued yourself more I highly. I don't want people trying to kill me. Theory of the small, so he shouldn't be enraged by large numbers until he has a short rest. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Until I sleep, I'm fine with tall people. I'm all from my yeah, baby. He got it all out on that one. Then guy. we are all going to the festival chorus. I imagine that. Yeah, he who is now nines again, but will be Ellie Cat, and I must wait outside in an alley. What's your cover name? Yeah, what's with this whole Alley Cat thing? This is very strange. <laughs> Alley Cat is great. name, Trollmar. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yes. Um, Are you like, so he's Alley Cat. Do you have like a cover name like Big Stew or something? <laughs> I back away at a respectful distance so that my main hand weapon, my main hand weapon cannot reach. Sorry, uh, Maggie. Big Ralph. I guess we are confined to the alley once again. I am glad it is not raining. Yeah, I'm perhaps, also glad perhaps it's not sometime, raining. Perhaps sometimes we may have a role to play yet again in this scenario. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> well, we have to I'm also glad to do. that we don't have a thousand gold bounty on our head. As you guys are kind of standing there. Perhaps we may find people playing bandits. dice in the alley and be entertaining ourselves. <laughs> the four bandits that are, uh, you know, helping you with this, they come out of the bar, having excused themselves from the group of people they were sitting with, and say, boy, sounds like uh, Mac gave you some pretty good info, did it? Yes. Do you know a Ludolf at the festival chorus? Ludolf, yeah. He's put a hit out on our guy that we're searching for. Oh. Why would oh. he do that? That's interesting. See? Look, uh, of course you all don't know this, but Ludolf, well, he's a fence around here. It's kind of the the main fence. First of all, Corey sits at a restaurant he owns. It's easy to make a, a you know, a fence in place. What does he keep out? Would... Not, not that kind of fence, sorry. This is someone who steals stolen stuff. Oh, a stolen stuff I know merchant. that's not the world you're in. Guess we have to explain this to our under seven audience. <laughs> and to the people who've been living out in the so wilderness. So somebody steals an item, that they want to sell and they don't want to get caught, they take it to someone called a fence. A fence takes that stolen good off their hands and offers them less money than it's really worth. 
they then move that through a series of contacts to sell it to someone who's willing to pay more than what they bought it for. That's how fencing works, kids. So if you come into some illicit <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh cards or... So this is... Don't do any of this. Basically something like Deutsche Bank. Oh, 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 wow. Yes. <laughs> seven people don't understand that, Greg. Only over 70 is furious. Okay. Only those people rich enough to not be watching this show. So, yeah. Guess <laughs> yeah, so they're the little people and they have a fury of why, some sort. Why would Ludolf put a hit out on this guy? Well, I heard something. But, uh,. I didn't really, <laughs> Frank, I didn't really believe it. See, yeah, a few days before you all showed up, there was uh, a bit of a, a scuffle down at the chorus, right? And I didn't know who would involve, but apparently this involved a guy you're looking for. Guy who uh Maggie to take us out. See, this contract we've had, well, we got this contract, uh, couple weeks before you all showed up we've been sitting on this waiting for y'all hmm. and uh about a week ago i heard this tale of a big scuffle some some fight down there and i heard it there were a whole bunch of stolen goods right off from the fence and who steals from a fence it's it's just not something you do Gotta have some respect for each other in the world that we live in. In the thieves' guild. Yeah, absolutely. No. What no. thieves' guild? God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fucking thieves' guild. Shit's gonna give me an ulcer. <laughs> is, is there a thieves' guild that we don't crowd, know about? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> is there a thieves' guild that we don't know about? We got Turns. Boys, we better be looking into this thieves' guild thing. No, there, no, don't listen <laughs> to know, them. There's, there's no not thieves one guild. here. There's Are you a power keep us out of the thieves' guild? Is there some benefit? You could start your there's, own thieves' no, guild. There's no thieves' guild. Let's start your own thieves' guild. No, no, don't do that. Let's, let's You're do not it. Execute thieves. You're just regular mercenaries. <laughs> what are you gonna steal? You don't steal anything. <laughs> I mean, based on the sounds of the thieves' guild, it'd be uh. Hope they'd be pretty welcoming to all sorts of uh, things. Maybe we're not nope. sort of the kit burglary type. Maybe we're that smashing guy intolerant people. You know, well, I don't appreciate you calling the cat burglars. You know, yeah, they only steal cats. That's what the thieves guild does. They only steal cats, and they're very intolerant of all other professions. You don't want to associate with them. I never believed any of this stuff around the thieves guild. I'm starting to think this might be a place to join. He's oh, simply intent on keeping us out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bring a truth thief would just forge their own Thieves Guild ID card. That, and then burn it. That would be the most legitimate way to get one. I do know a couple of good forgers. Boys, we'll have to check that out when we're done here. You forge it. You have to steal it from another member. There's like a finite number of members. So you know you all of the truth when it comes out. <laughs> all right. Boys, we're going to find us a member. I think we might be booking it one right now. I'm the Grand Master of the Thieves Guild, all right? Grand fucking master. <laughs> oh, very good. Now, we're we'll watching you. All right. Yes, please keep watching me. Thank and you. What have you heard about the sewers? 
to it. Pop goes in, John. <laughs> Pop goes in, but what <laughs> comes out? Yeah, pretty what much it. I mean, probably roughly the same amount of poop. I'm, I'm very loose we on the concept. We did promise the audience it would be poop jokes. There it was. I'm very we loose did. on the concept of what a sewer is, but I assume it's a place full of poop from what I'm hearing. I mean... <laughs> it's a series of doors for poop. Like... You see, you see all, all the rain that comes off of all the buildings and the streets and everything, and uh, well, human waste, whether that be from uh, back end or more the front end, as I might have to call it. It's a latrine, understood. It, it catches everything. Mm. All the runoff from all the rain, all the, the water from inside the houses, all that stuff, it gathers it up and it funnels it. See, there's a Big old collection area on the state of town. What else can you tell me about uh, urban infrastructure? <laughs> I mean, not much. <laughs> what does I'm it sound so for? you're asking about sewers are kind of obvious. Well, I've never been to one. Did you grow up in like the middle of further wilds or something? Yeah. Yes, that's where she grew up. <laughs> well, well, that too. explains it then. Yeah, she didn't even know what a door was until a few weeks ago. <laughs> Oh. Hmm. Alright. Let's go to the festival chorus. I do have a question, however. Yeah. How is it that you were hired two weeks before we arrived when only our order and those who hired us knew we were coming? Well, I suppose the answer to that is that there were more people who knew you were coming than you thought there was. That no, that can't be it. How long is the trip here again? Like a month or weeks? It, it took you about a month to get from Whitfeld to Nordfeld. Okay. This okay. is that Rolpert guy. He's well, trying to kill us. We are heading to the festival chorus to talk to this Ludolf. And <clears throat> Nines and Ulseth are uh, looking for an alley, I guess. Because Listen, so once you can time, turn yourself into someone else. I think this time we just all storm into the building. Weapons <laughs> drawn. And roll for initiative. I need to make back 10 gold somehow. <laughs> uh, so you, no, I'm just kidding. You make your Is way. and I going to just do some uh, back alley gambling? I was hoping we would find, yes. You make your way to the festival mini chorus. Mini game, mini game. So, so at this place, the like, they're not the people who tried to kill us. So we don't really have to do the same plan. As long as we don't are careful that word doesn't get out that they're still alive. Although it seems like this guy isn't going to, you know, pay us for killing them if he's gone underground. Yeah. That's so my thinking, too. We, we could probably throw off the charade. Yeah, I think we just all walk in together. <clears throat> oh, keeping the party together. Now we lose our minigame. Yeah. <laughs> the numbers. I was excited for that. I was just rolling for point. It's Although eight. I will stay as Maggie because I can maybe get more info that way. Yeah, and I'll stay as Dormar. Classic Dormar move. <laughs> Classic Dormar. What a card. <laughs> When you get to the uh, festival chorus, so this is in sort of the uh, entertainment 
district of the town. There's a lot of theaters around here. There's a lot of sort of street performers out. And although it's getting late in the evening now, it and it's starting to thin out, you all are starting to feel fairly sleepy because you can see the sunrise is uh, starting to crest over and things are quieting down now in the city. But there's still a fair bit of activity, especially in this area, which is always going to be a little bit more late night enjoyment. This is all entertainment. And you understand why this is called the Festival Chorus, given its surroundings. The restaurant is really brightly lit up and has, instead of the normal sort of floaty, yeah, firefly looking lights that you'd seen around the rest of the city, yet yeah, these have the that same sort of effect, except they're all sort of bright colors this time. Reds, greens, blues, yellows, all of these different colors mixing together. And this place has the distinct aroma of freshly brewed coffee, espresso being made. This is where the city's night owls come to hang out. Day owls. Um, yeah, pretty much day owls at this point. And uh, there's this kind of excitement. There's a lot of chattering, a whole lot of people who are still like partially in makeup from performances and just this really busy, strung out, caffeine fueled atmosphere going on when you walk in through the front door. And within just a couple of moments after you go through those front doors, a, uh, a busy, and, and kind of like loosely clothed, so it's all sort of flowing, you know, robes and open down uh, to his, uh, the center of his chest. And you can see all this chest hair kind of coming out. This big guy, this big drow comes over and goes, Maggie, come, come in, come in. How can I help you? Yes, is... I, I like look over to the bandit like Luda. <laughs> it's wonderful to see you again. It's coming, coming. It's been a while, so it feels like the first time. <laughs> it's been between one day and a hundred years. <laughs> I hear that uh, you have a job open right now that I've been interested in. Well, we're uh, always hiring in the back, but come, come, let's talk more privately. All right, I will signal. With just you and him and your giant entourage. <laughs> <laughs> he seems pretty, All seven you know, nonplussed by okay. the entourage of folks that you're bringing with you. My trusted associates. Yeah. And since you have these four bandits who are, for lack of a better word, regulars in this trade, uh, yeah, he's not paying any mind. He's not really thinking anything is up with a few new faces. Mm -hmm. And he leads you through, uh, through the kitchen and into this back office. And you see that this office is a very comfortable place wood-lined walls, a cigar sitting in an ashtray that he's clearly been smoking on slowly over the course of this evening. And he's got all sorts of very rare looking items 
hung on the walls. Not at all what's out front. And this is... Uh, when you close the door, like, all of the chatter, all the loud noises from the outside just instantly sealed away. To get the sense that either the room might be enchanted to keep some noise out or very well insulated or something, but this is a very secure place to talk, and the door was quite heavy. Are we, are we all in? All it's a big of office, us? yeah. There's plenty of room, <laughs> and says, Maggie, Maggie, yeah, I heard a, a job went badly. <clears throat> the job went just fine, sort of. Wait, oh. we're not lying to this guy, are we? I'm confused. Now. Uh, are you asking us in character? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm asking out of character. <laughs> it went well. The man who hired me, as I'm sure you're aware, has gone to ground. Wait. Did that? Oh, you too. Yes, he did. Mm. He sits back and considers this. I've never, ever cared for him. Don't like his countenance. I don't like his style, and I certainly don't like how he fucked up my place. And he gestures yeah. over, and he's, there's like some broken glass that was supposed to be like display cases and things, and the items inside are uh, like they're all missing. They're clearly empty and would have been full. I hear you put out a uh, request to find him. I have? I have not... Uh, I have to admit, I've never gotten a name. Me either. He's a slippery one. Don't like him. <clears throat> Does he cover himself in oil or something? Everybody keeps saying he's slippery. I don't think so, but could. I'm not sure what he's into. I feel like there's a pattern here. The things there. that he stole from you, old dwarven technology? Yes. How did you know? He's been, from what I've seen, he heard, he's been hiring people to gather it from all sorts of places. He brought me things to sell. Well, I gave him money, and after scoping us out for a while, he stole from me too. Took all my things, held my men at knife point. Scumbag, stealing from- What a bastard! <laughs> stealing from us thieves. That he was on our side. It on his name. If we this it. would never happen in the Thieves Guild. No, I bet that he had been expelled if he had ever been a <laughs> yeah, member yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, tell us about the Thieves Guild. You should have known something, Ludolf. <laughs> what are you all talking about? Don't, don't listen to them. They're idiots. Is that a they're, Thieves Guild? I've been missing this. There's no Thieves Guild. Absolutely a Thieves Guild. I've been You're, thinking. See, this person is a fence. They would know if there was a Thieves Guild. Well, not I'm wondering if I missed out. No, I've been, I've been talking with my men here. We've been thinking about starting a Thieves Guild, and we wanted to bring it up to you since you're the best fence in town. We would obviously need you as part of it. 
I'll start the thing. Kind of leans back in his chair, just... I am best fence. You'd be a great grandmaster. No, what? I'm the grandmaster. We already established this. There is not the skill. <laughs> so you are nothing. The grandmaster of the thieves, thieves guild has to be a thief. Well, like this. Back to back to business. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> the the only name I've ever gotten on him is Crom. Crom. It's the only name I've Crom. ever heard. You said with a B or not? B. <laughs> I so obviously not. <laughs> not. <Crom. laughs> How I do would, you spell? Like K-R-U-M? Uh, I would spell it with an O. K-R-O-M? Oh, K-R-O-M. <laughs> K-R-O-M. <laughs> Why are you all so bad at names? We're not from here. <laughs> we don't have the regional... I heard a rumor Spally that he doesn't might have, mean names. <laughs> I heard a rumor he might have gone underground. Well, that's what I would do after putting out a thousand gold hit on him. <sighs> Nobody fucks with Ludorf. Not even Ludor. So, <laughs> if we find him, can we collect that thousand gold? Whoever brings me his head can have that thousand gold. Ah. Does he have to be dead, or is this a dead or alive situation? I don't care what condition his head comes back in. Okay. This is great, because thousand gold is easily divisible by four. Yes, yeah, of we'll which there are not four. There are way more than four of us here. So, if he comes back intact with head attached to the rest of his body, the reward would be the same as if you just had his head. There is no extra bonus for the rest of him. I don't care about the rest of him. Ah, I see. Just bring me whatever you have. This sounds like a job for non-lethal damage. If we were to go down into the <laughs> sewers... Why would you go there? I believe he's run underground, quite literally. Oh. Seems like a smart place to go. Do you know any entrances? In every sewer grate in the city, they do in there. <laughs> We've been. I've I've heard rumors that people have been uh, opening holes through the grates. Um, we. Okay. I haven't heard of much. I mean, my business is moving things, not keeping an eye on city's infrastructure. <sighs> if we are going into the sewers. It is most unfortunate that you had traded away the box of smells. <laughs> I could have made the sewer smell like Axe body spray. <laughs> Why would you want to make them smell worse? Lisa, <laughs> when we go in, just roleplay as if you're smelling something else. <laughs> Maggie, I think it's only fit to warn you. You're going after him. It's bound to be dangerous. The things he stole from me, None of that old fervent stuff is safe. It's all dangerous. I don't know all that much about it. I just like some of the prettier things that uh, I've seen over the years. You can check with a friend of mine, though. She, uh, she runs a small museum here in town. 
uh, you see I'm a fervent technology. Your name's Todriana. Todriana? Yes. She's a gnome. She's kind and helpful a bit much at times. Uh, she we don't wants... know anything about characters who are a bit much. <laughs> she once dated me. And uh, after... Oh, dish. We... <laughs> after we uh, went our separate ways, we remained friends. She's helped me acquire some pieces over the years. And she hasn't been struck by this man? I don't know. But if anyone has... a smooth criminal. If there's anyone who is in danger of being struck, we her. Uh, I would go check... Check in on her. Uh, her museum's off of... Uh, town square. Three blocks to the south. You'll find it. Uh, just tell her I sent you and she'll make sure to... Give you anything that you need to help. She can tell you some more about these items, but... Uh, Aggie, you know I like you. Please be careful. Of course. If I'm going after well, him... It's a terrible thing if Maggie dies. Yeah, since I'm going after him, to help with my success, is there anything that you can loan me, Maggie, that's perhaps magical or expensive to help? <laughs> uh, Maggie, your sense of humor has never been finer. I will bring it back, assuming I survive. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're such you're a joke. You're so smooth. <laughs> you know I never loan anything out. I uh, know. You scoundrel. <laughs> Look. Be careful out there. Uh, you two. He kind of gestures at all of uh, the rest of your entourage. I don't like seeing anyone in our industry get hurt. So, be careful. And be wary, this stuff is dangerous. Um, speaking of which, you, um, don't have anything that you need me to move, do you? I don't think so at the moment, but I might be coming into a whole lot of fervent technology soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can always move that stuff. I do have one thing that just to mind. Might help you out. I'm worried there's a competitor here in town now. Someone has been uh, moving in on my trade. At least I think they have. There's a warehouse. It was old and abandoned. It's over on the west side. Now there's some activity going on there. It's been a place where quiet meetings happened before. Where, uh, you know... Someone could do some business without having eyes on them. And recently it's become all locked up. Windows sealed with, uh, with iron. Someone really doesn't want anyone knowing what's in there. I can't find out who owns the building anymore. Records, they're not uh, at City Hall. I think something that you might be looking for is there, but... My men have not been able to gain access from this side. You might have to go snooping around for a while. Another guy who's coming into town next couple of days. I asked him to do some reconnaissance in the area, seeing if he saw anything suspicious. I'll let you know what he says. Until then, we'll check out this Odriana. It's a good idea. All right. Yeah. 
if you feel like it, please grab yourself a drink on the way out. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's on the house, as always. <laughs> Thank you, Blue Dog. Thank you. Thank you. And he presses a little button in the door that you came in through, unlocks, and just uh, swings open. All right. Let's so go, you, you my are, followers. You who are Maggie <laughs> and used to be Zoria, may I have a Lashalar back, please? I suppose. Thank you. I will follow Zoria out. <laughs> I will follow as soon as I get my beverage. I follow along <laughs> as well. All right. With a beverage. So it, it sounds like we've got a few places to check out. And, uh, and of course, we still need to... Talk to Sabine and visit the library. So There's lots of different errands to run. What do I want to do first? Well, I must ask, will we continue to bring our four new companions with us wherever we go? <laughs> no, I think I think at this point they've they've fulfilled what our agreement was, even if we didn't find this person. But yeah. yes, they um, certainly outlived their usefulness. <laughs> no, I mean, we're not going to kill you guys. Don't worry. Um, just give us those, uh, the gold. The Grand Master of the Guild say that. They, and, they um, had already we'll given the gold your to Saria. weapons and you can be on your, your way. Yeah, they'd already given the yeah, gold they gave to us. Oh, gold, I thought sorry. they just gave the note. I didn't realize they gave the gold. Also, yep. also oh, yeah. don't kill us anymore. We don't appreciate that. Wait, look, if I get another contract describing you for, I ain't gonna take the job. Also, sorry about Maggie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really like her. Oh, okay. So always... you're welcome! Because <laughs> we're helping everyone today! <laughs> She's I mean, always we, making we bad jokes that. about how short I was. Just to be clear. Yeah, no one here can relate to that. <laughs> we had only done non-lethal damage. <laughs> yeah. We try not to kill people. Mm. We just beat the shit out of them. They <laughs> <laughs> just ruin all future prospects of jobs because yeah. of how much pain they'll be in. All right, Thormar, Alley Cat, Big Ralph. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I thought it was Big Stu. <laughs> well, his name's also Ralph, so. Big Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> so where are you headed off to? I think we should probably go get a good day's sleep and then we can uh, resume our quest in the evening. When everything is open. Yeah, it is pretty. Yeah, exactly. We have been up for like probably a long time now. Other than a nap? Yeah, and we. I mean, you guys have been awake since the day before. And yeah. you had a, a brief, uh, like about a two hour nap, I think is what it was. I would also love to get my spell slots back. <laughs> Whatever yeah, and I'd are. love to get my theory of the smell back. <laughs> yeah, you've been unusually calm. I'm so mellow right now. It's throwing me off, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have not you... looted the uh, food over at the uh, I think we'll house. head back to the company. How house? many meals right. have you had today? Like 17? <laughs> They've all been breakfast. Also, you guys have drunk like... Probably like 15 drinks with all these bars we got. <laughs> they did not serve us in the back when we were there. We did look for, <laughs> we did look for the buffet for the entertainers, but there was none there. I do not understand. It's a terrible venue. I'd never perform there. No. Or be asked to perform there. <laughs> so. Or be paid to perform there. 
Well, no one gets paid to perform. <laughs> sure, right, yeah. Are that's you back uh-huh. to the company house? Company house? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, we're going to head back to old places. Yep, keep um, your heads down. Yes. Yeah, if you, if you need us, uh, you know, you can go tell Miss Grange. All right. And, uh, well, thank you. You know, Sadie's pony. I know who Miss Grange is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, we appreciate the offer. Well, I'm glad to help out. I mean, uh, I don't particularly like these folks. So they put out this contract, and, you know, there's a code. They hire the right people for the job. And we were way in over our heads. So they clearly don't have a whole lot of respect for our craft. Yeah, plus they hired you, and then they ditched town. And weren't, obviously weren't going to be able to pay you. Yeah. And hey. anyone who pisses off Ludolf, well, it's not it's not a good idea to be on his bad side. So if you need us, you just go let Miss Grange know. She'll let us know. All right? Sounds like a good plan. Yes, thank you. Yep, yeah, thank you. Yes, go execute plan. All right. <laughs> and we will execute going to bed. <laughs> so you head back inside and... Uh, Steward looks at all of you. Uh, welcome back. Oh, thank is, you. Is there anything that I can obtain for you? Anything that I can supply you with? I mean, anything. Um, we could take like a thousand gold. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, I have an expense report. I had to bribe <laughs> these doormen for ten gold. Could I get that back, please? It's part of the mission. No, that's not how the job works. Ah, <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am going to assume that most of you are rather tired. Did you keep a receipt? Yes, we are. No, they didn't. Private. For some reason, they didn't give me one. All set. Uh, perhaps that is why you cannot be recompensated because oh, you do not yeah, have that's proof of your expense. Yeah. Make sure you ask them to at least validate parking next time. <laughs> I mean, you what am I parking? <laughs> They're really entrepreneurial. <laughs> I tried to park my stupid bard and he didn't even stay parked. <laughs> you can't control bards. Most entrepreneurial bouncers, they, they set up like a square account. They take your credit card when you buy a bomb, give you a little receipt. They text you with it. I am going to bed while they're doing this. Yeah, I assume Ulseth is going to have a five minute long conversation about him getting a wake up call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before you retire for the evening, Commander Soloth wanted you to check in with him. Oh, right, of course. Okay. Sure thing. I'll uh, grab some chicken leg and uh, head over to Commander Soloth's office. The door is open, and he's taking down some notes behind his desk. Just doing some paperwork, it seems. Oh, good evening. Or morning. Never really quite make the adjustment around here. Are you all well, I hope? Yeah. Yes, we are fine. Good. They've had, like, seven breakfasts and... <laughs> Four. Well, I see that you're blending in here quite well. I wanted to make sure that you're all, um, you know, fine. Oh, yeah, we just went oh, to some bars. I'm always fine. That, that wizard, we figured out who she was. 
She seemed to, well, I seemed to be a uh, <laughs> local mercenary, well-known at all the different seedy establishments. Do you have a name? Maggie. Magdalene. Hmm. I'll have to look through some of our records. We try to keep tabs on the more dangerous individuals. And she seems to be one of them. She seemed to have been hired by the thief of the tip from the tip oaks. Interesting. To kill these three, not me. <laughs> Odd. Well, I'm glad you're all all right. The man we're hunting for has seemed to be going on a crime spree for this dwarf technology. Do you have any and idea who's behind this yet? We have suspicions. Yes. We think that it might be Koromoth. Is the one behind it. Really? A man matching his description. He's... He's in jail. We captured him, though. Yes. We did, yes. Is he still in jail? Oh, I don't know. That would be up to the guards in Whitfeld. I can't say I keep track of all the city guards. Is, uh, is there any way you could get word back to, uh... To Whitfeld and find out? I can ask the company house there to check into it. It concerns me that someone of his description is showing up over here as well. He shouldn't be yeah. anywhere near this town, much less out of prison. I, yes, and as, as you know... Much less trying to kill us. Cor <laughs> yes, especially that part. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that part. As, as you know, Coromanth is... Uh, has a very particular manner of dress, and uh, the the person that Soria talked to basically described exactly how he dresses as the person who's buying this. So uh, I don't know who else it would be. Huh. In the meantime, also a thieves guild. Yeah, there's no thieves guild. In the meantime, not yet. yet. <laughs> In the thieves guild, not yet. No, we've laid the groundwork. No. No, there's never going to be a thieves guild. Are you, are you studying a thieves guild? No. <laughs> we are. No, just tell them, tell them that that would be a breach of contract with uh, the, the company of Blades and they can't start uh, a thieves guild. Uh, you definitely can't start a thieves guild. Why not? Yep. Ludolf is. <laughs> Who's Ludolf? No. He's the fence at the festival chorus. Johnson no <laughs> 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 and who's on oh, first? Is this like all your code still? What? The whole starting to thief skill? Does yeah, that well, that code? code is getting very murky. No, no. I could not participate in the creation of a thieves skill if it was made up of actual thieves. <laughs> well, so since it's not made of actual thieves, you can make thieves I have a question for you. As long as, as long as those who participated did not steal anything, then creating a guild of those who did not steal things would not be in violation of the Code of Remarkable. Uh, Commander Solov. Yeah, makes total sense. Well, they're having this conversation. <laughs> yes. So this man that we're after has stolen fervent tech not only from loot off the fence or and the tip oaks, but also from another farming family, apparently, involving a man named Alric. Ulrich? Really? Yes. And... I'm surprised. 
But he doesn't seem to have hit the Museum of Fervent Technology two blocks south of the town square. Hmm. Would it be possible? Yes. We're very tired to have someone watch that place and make sure it doesn't get hit while we're sleeping. It definitely doesn't die, so we have another mystery to uh, resolve. I can go watch it. I actually... Well, I I know the the owner and operator there. Todriana? Yes. Todriana's an old friend. She used to date Ludolf. Ah. <laughs> So that's who she's always going on about. He talks about her ex with some regularity. He's very tall and muscly. <laughs> Don't All forget right. the chest hair. I'm chest hairy. <laughs> I'll go spend some time with Todriana. I haven't seen her in a while, and it would, eh, it would be fun to... S- and a day hanging out with It her. could be that he's just hiding out in the sewers right now and won't make a hit, but they seem desperate for this stuff. Something's going on. Nobody steals fervent tech without uh, some real motivation. No one has any use it. Only the fervent guard know anything about how this stuff is put together, and they barely understand it. Well, we know from our previous encounter with him that Coromanth has an interest in fervent tech, but that he's working for someone higher up that we have no idea who they are. So maybe that person knows how to use it. I had first thought that they were after the crystal. You guys uh, all stumbled across in those ruins. I thought they were after that because it's dangerous. I mean, an artifact like that could wipe out half of a city without too much effort. But these pieces are small. There's nothing all that powerful in there. I think the system that Alric is using it for is probably one that's similar to what the Tibbulks are using it for. Just working pumps on the farm, irrigation systems. I don't understand what they could be going for. And there's not really a market to buy any of this stuff that I've ever heard of. It's uh, kind of useless. Intriguing, interesting. uh, to look at. Some of it's pretty. I don't know what they would have in mind. None of these things work without the rest of the components. This is... This is worrying. Maybe they're trying to, yes. like, Voltron them all together. It's, it's, it's got to be something that they, at least they think is important. I mean, I remember there were those three people that Ulseth questioned... And uh, they had almost like a a complete and utter faith in whoever they were working for. It was almost like a, you know, a zealotry. Uh, and they, they wouldn't give up anything. Hmm. And they were That's working true. for someone in Korma Republic and Kosteria? Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah. Um, Korma Republic... They're, they've been antagonistic uh, towards Glindering for at a part of two centuries now. Hardly surprising that they'd be after old tech of theirs. I don't know what they could be doing with it. There wasn't much fervent tech that was ever deployed uh, in the Korma Republic, at least before the Empire fell apart. If they've managed to cobble together something, that would be surprising and uh, deeply distressing. 
Uh, I've seen the engineers the Cormor Republic uses and their specifications. Let's say safety isn't the top priority. Mm. Efficiency and output, much more important there. Kosteria makes no sense, though. Kosteria is... Uh, Never cared anything for fervent tech or glindering, never been associated. They were never part of the Cormarian Empire. None of that. Makes no sense. Well, perhaps if we find this Krom and are able to interrogate him and lead us to Coromance, if that is who it is once again, we may be able to trace this back and solve the mystery. Yeah. And let us know. I'll be interested to find out what the company house in, in Whitfeld says, if, if he has indeed escaped somehow or or if he's still there and this is someone else. Yes, I'll let you know. It will probably be several hours before we have an answer. And check in with the steward when you wake. I'm sure you're all very tired. When you do wake up, uh, find me at the Fervin Museum. All right. I'll be there with Toad The next time I tune in, I will find you. <laughs> so I'm thinking... Be sure to join us There's the when we go oh, to the Furban yeah. Museum. I think... Okay, where there are mysterious... Mis <laughs> Just to cross mysterious ancient dwarven artifacts to be examined. To cross all of our T's and I's and all that. <laughs> I think up after the museum, we should also try to speak to this Sabine Promtel in at the town hall. Yep, and, and go to the library and find out about this thieves' guild. And we might end up... I, I, I feel like they are hiding down in the sewers, from what it sounds like, so we might... Yep. Many people prepare, have told us that that is something... Prepare to go down in the sewers. <sighs> so get some... Uh, something to block your, your, your smellers. Yes. Smellers? It's called a nose drummer. <laughs> Drumard apparently does not know about anatomical I'll teach parts. You, I'll teach you about noses. I can demonstrate oh, a wide thing. variety. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, Sorry. I'll teach you about doors. I know all about doors now. And I hope neither yes, of yes. you teach me about the math. <laughs> and perhaps as you are teaching about noses, you could talk about the other features that are attached to one's head. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Execute. <laughs> all right. As you bed down for the evening, uh, do any of you want to sit in the warm for any particular time the following day, or do you just want to take a nice long rest? Um, Drummer is gonna take a bath, wipe, wash the uh, hair dye out of his hair and the pomade and everything, and uh, he's yeah. gonna set an alarm for roughly um, uh, like dusk. Okay. I will set an alarm exactly for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will expect that someone will wake me when it is time to go. <laughs> Since you asked for uh, and nines, are you even staying in your room or are you betting down the uh, front gonna, hall? No, I'm gonna go uh, to the food, eat as much as I can, and then just sleep somewhere in there. In the food, in the in the, uh, <laughs> in the, food. In the buffet room. Yeah, just right just on top like... of my plate. <laughs> Once it is clean. I mean, that's better than what I was picturing, which is like laying on the buffet table. <laughs> There's... You don't have to clean it. I'm not a monster. 
There's a little... Yes, you uh, are. There's like a blanket, uh, several blankets and a pillow that have been piled up in the corner and seem to be left there. Maybe for you. The steward isn't at the front desk at the moment, so you're not sure. But it seems then to I be just go purpose. to the box on the other side of the room then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you all fall asleep, which is where we'll leave off for the session. So... Hope you all enjoyed that episode. We will be back next week to sorry, not Tuesday, back next week, Sunday at 2 p.m. And if you're just tuning in here at the end, you can now find this episode on YouTube and podcasts later this week. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.